Tonight is the night you it's guys night. have been waiting for. Yeah. Well, actually, to be honest with you, I've been waiting for. So, <laughs> uh, so we have uh, Reverend Clinton in the house. Golf club. Uh, you said uh, Brother Clint, right? Sure. Is what we can call you. Brother Clint. Uh, so Brother Clint, uh, of course. Welcome. Excited about this because today is a little bit different format. We're not going to really talk. I mean, we can talk about anything, quite yeah. frankly. Um, you are an animal guy, which I think is awesome. So we can talk about that at any point. We don't have to stay on any one particular topic. But, but this is the beginning of a new kind of series in our podcast, which is basically, uh, what's the name of this again? Been wondering. Been we've wondering. Been wondering. Yeah, it's we've been wondering. So simply things that we've been wondering around uh, about that yep. you kind of people can dedicate their lives towards the topic. Yep. And uh, can fill us in with more information than we could gather mm-hmm. with our leisure time. Yeah, and I think that uh, we've <laughs> we've always. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't been wondering about? You know, yeah. I mean, exorcisms and demonic stuff, and and there's there's probably a million different. Uh, things. So let's start with, uh, you know, your background. I mean, so you, you're a reverend for how long? 23 years. 23 mm. years. Now, you, you know, wh- where did that start? So I know there's a lot of denominations here. So give me some, uh, some insight to what that means. Well, I'm a Protestant, Protestant. Bible believing Christian. And um, so I guess in that sense, probably a run of the mill evangelical. Yeah, got you. Um, but Protestantism is like the Baskin Robbins of Christianity. You know, oh, we have okay. all thirty-one flavors. Selections. <laughs> so, and so, which uh, flavor are you? Pentecostal, Pentecostal. or some, full gospel? Sometimes you can even get a double or triple scoop. Yeah, get too. a double Ooh. scoop. You can be a little bit all over the place. The, uh, the churches that I've been affiliated with over the years have mostly been non-denominational. I pastored right. in a in a Pentecostal denomination for a while, okay. but most of my work has been in non-denominational right. churches. Yeah. And so take me back to like the early, like, so obviously you had a calling to God and, and you wanted to share that and, and, and shepherd your people. Um, now, is it right from the, let me ask you, did you, were you interested in the demonic side prior or did that come after? It's sort of a long story. So well, I we have know. all the time. <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> Uh, growing up, um, I didn't, I wasn't raised in a church going home or anything like that, but my mother had been raised in church and my dad had been raised in church. And for one reason or another, they were neither one really interested in being a part of a church, Mm -hmm. but there were the basic beliefs there in the household. They weren't really observed, but if you backed us into a corner, we would probably say that. Sure. And, um, growing up. My experiences with Christians was not positive okay. for the most part. Okay. So it was sort of like Gandhi who said, um, you're Christ I love, it's your Christians I have a problem with. Yeah, that mm. makes sense. Um, yeah. I think so a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. And I did feel that way. Um, but I couldn't, this, there was always this thing in my heart that I couldn't flat out for me anyway, I couldn't deny these fundamental truths that I would come across mm-hmm. these recurring things when right. I would read my New Testament at home just in leisure. I'm a book nerd. And so I would visit church with my friends from time to time. And yes, I was always drawn. To, I always felt like I wasn't getting the whole story okay. in most mm-hmm. of the churches that I went to. Okay, um, There was something missing or... Right you always got the sense 
Yeah. That there were things they believed that they were afraid to talk about. Okay. Mm. You know how they say it's not something nice people discuss at parties. You right, know, right, right. there's always that element that I ran yeah. into. Um, but when I was about 11 years old, I, I got invited to go to this thing at a local church, a very traditional, like, snoozy church that I didn't expect to see this. Mm-hmm. But they had a missionary there who was an exorcist. Wow. And he brought a slideshow. Wow. What? And... I like, I felt for the first time, this is what they are not telling ah, us. Gotcha. Mm. That when, I guess the fundamental truths that for me have always been in my heart are, there is, is there uh, a meaning to my life? Yeah. And if there is, is there an author that determined that meaning? Right. And then what comes after this, if anything? So those were the fundamental questions I was trying to get answered. And every time I looked at, I studied all the world religions. I did not, I was trying to talk myself out of Christianity because I did not like Christians. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was, it was a long journey. But uh, when I was 12 years old, after, after watching the uh, exorcist slideshow and hearing him take you through scriptures that, why haven't I heard these parts of the Bible before. Why hasn't anyone ever explained this? Right. Wow. And um, there is a reason, uh, you know, when Jesus in the Gospels sent out his disciples, he gave them powers that mm-hmm. they didn't normally have. Right. And they came back to him stoked and excited. And they said, mm-hmm. Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. We were able to cast out. This is something we never had, the, or at least we didn't know we had the ability to do. Mm-hmm. And he said, his response was, do not rejoice that the spirits are subject to, to you in my name, but rejoice that your names are written in the book of life. Mm-hmm. So he was putting things in perspective. Sure. So it is the natural balance of Christianity to focus on Christ. Right. And the hope and the love of his message. But if there's a real God and good and evil are real. Mm-hmm. For me, they've always been real things. Sure. If there's a source of good, then there must be a mm-hmm. source of evil. Right. And I come to a scripture in First John where it says, the Son of God has come to destroy the works of Satan. Mm-hmm. The primary purpose that Jesus came to earth for was to destroy the works of Satan. Mm-hmm. So who was Satan? Right. What are demons? Well, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, so yeah. I think everyone knows, you know, what Satan is, you know, the fallen angel, you know, all these other things. Um, what are demons in your eyes? I mean, are they are they disciples just like Jesus had his disciples? Is it Satan's disciples? Or are these from another? I, I, I'm a little, you know, I'm not sure what a demon is. Good question, because you can't really get into, you know, a ministry of freeing people from uh, spiritual bondage to demons unless you know what it is that you're confronting and what your source of power to command them is. Mm -hmm. So there are two uh, primary schools of thought in Christianity. The first one says that demons are fallen angels. Mm -hmm. Um, They rebelled with Lucifer when he fought against God, Mm -hmm. and the Bible records this story where 
Lucifer was the most beloved angel, uh, the only angel we know of that held two classifications. He was both an archangel and a cherub. And archangels are warriors, right. and cherubs are the ministering angels that are around the throne of God, the ones okay. that you associate with intimacy with God, right. that attend to the person of God and his person. And so you get this idea, and in another place it says he was the most beautiful of all the angels. Mm. So we know that when he rebelled, the Bible says a third of the angels of heaven rebelled with him. Oh. All of them were punished. And they were all cast out of their place, or their position with the Lord. But is that the origin of demons? Many will say it is. Right. But I don't believe so. Okay. The Bible talks about the, a specific punishment and a binding that came on right. those angels. Mm -hmm. They will be released again at the end of days when we're talking apocalypse. I'm wondering right. if that's now. It's not. <laughs> but, right, um, yeah. So, so they're, they're already in jail. So they're yeah, not out of jail. That's the easiest way to yeah, say. Yeah, they're it. not out of jail. They're not they're out not, of jail. They're not. Uh, they're being. They're punished. not possessing people. But Lucifer himself was never bound in that way. Okay. Um, for some reason, the Lord allowed him to have access. This is where the story of Job comes from. It says mm -hmm. that he was ascending and descending before the throne of God, mm. and Job is the oldest book of the Bible. It was the right. very first one that was ever written down. Okay. So. Satan was going back and forth with God and saying, you know, I'm going to, I can, I can, you know, there's somebody down here that I can deceive and they don't really love you. Mm -hmm. And the Lord, God himself said, have you considered my servant Job? And so God allowed Job to be tested by Lucifer himself. Oh, okay. That story tells us that Lucifer is not bound in the same way we assume mm -hmm. the other angels that fell with him are. But Genesis chapter 6 tells a unique story. It says, there was a time where it says, the sons of God found favor on the daughters of men and went into them. Mm. Biblically, that means had sex with them. Sure. And as a result of that, it says, there were all manner of giants and champions in the land. Mm -hmm. We do not beget giants and champions. I mean, I'm close. I'm yeah, six you're, eight. Yeah, you're yeah. tall, yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, have you ever heard the term Nephilim? The Nephilim no. people talk about, that's what the, the Bible uses this term, Nephilim, meaning giants. And now we have a real a fossil record that is showing us there are skeletons of these people who were giants. would dwarf the people that we think today maybe have right. a pituitary problem. Right. They're, they're far surpassed that. Right. So shortly after that happens, we hear about these champions and these giants. It says things begin to go downhill, and it says the thoughts of men were only evil continually, and this is why God sends the flood on the earth. Uh. So, so that's your belief that, that, these, that the, demons the demons are perverted spirits gotcha. that were the result of a relationship between another group of disobedient oh, angels, angels and humans who had sexual relationship. You know, if you believe the Bible story, these, these people were so genetically pure at this time, they had to have been spectacularly beautiful and right, sure. healthy and vibrant. Sure. So, so I can see the appeal to angels. The other evidence for my theory is Angels can take the form of men. In right. the Bible, you see this many times. Uh, the disciples or other people throughout Scripture didn't even know they were talking to an angel mm. until later on in the conversation. Right. 
So angels mm. don't need to occupy a body, body to right. have yeah, power. They, already, they could already do they it. Can, yeah. When they make contact with earth, it seems, they can appear in human mm. form. So where do these demons preside? I mean, before, you know, I mean, obviously, I guess the questions I, I, I immediately think of is where are, where's the realm that these demons are in? And number two, why are they trying to come to earth? Well, if you believe the theory that I follow, uh, and you can research this, if anybody's even interested in these things, uh, it's called the gap theory. Okay. Um, so, you know, if you read Genesis, it, we're reading the story of Adam and Eve being created. They're put in this yes. garden right, uh, between the Tigris and the Euphrates River. But it says there's an entrance to this garden. Right. And God places angels with flaming swords to guard this entrance. Oh. So nobody's going in and nobody's coming out. If there were no other people on earth, why would there be, why guards? Would there be yeah, guards. guards there? Yeah. And if Adam, Adam and Eve had not sinned yet, why would God need to confine them within right. the boundaries of that garden? Right. Answer is, we know as they living here, some time goes by, God says, literally, do whatever you want. They could have sex all day. They could eat whatever they wanted. There was no death. Right. It was a beautiful, innocent relationship with God. Right. There was only one, one thing rule one rule and darn it if that woman didn't mess it up <laughs> yeah boy they, they're known for that they're known for that actually you know <laughs> in that story god is actually more angry with adam in that story than eve well that's usually how it works yeah, it's usually yeah. when your wife I does something wrong yeah, I I'm, I'm the one that did every it. time yeah. every time <laughs> so, so so satan has already fallen right. by the time we get to this story in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right. If you follow Judeo-Christian perspective, God is perfect. Yeah. He is uh, holy, sinless. He yeah. does not create things broken or misshapen. Right. So when it says in verse 1, God created the heavens and the earth, I believe that is exactly in line with our fossil record three billion years ago, whenever this glob comes together in space and that's sort of the origins of earth who, who knows how far back matter in space and all of this right so i i'm okay with the fossil record i'm okay yeah. with the fact there well, may have been creatures yeah. that evolved through yeah. that time yeah well, but you get to genesis 1 and it's perfect but then verse 2 is weird it says the earth was formless and void right and darkness was over the face of the deep how did would God create, create the heavens and thing. the earth? Yeah, something so I went to the, the Old Testament is originally in Hebrew, yeah. mm -hmm. the New Testament in Greek and Aramaic. Mm -hmm. In the Hebrew, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And verse 2, it says, and the earth was formless and void. In Hebrew, if you really want to get down to brass tacks, one of the ways that can be translated is the earth became formless and void. And formless and void in Hebrew is tohu vabohu, and it means laid waste. Okay. So if the earth became, it, he created the heavens and the earth, and then it's telling this story that it became formless and void. It was laid waste. Right. It became this desolation. Mm -hmm. The first five books of the Old Testament are written in, they were a, a oral tradition handed down. Right, sure. These things weren't explained in detail when they were written because it was common knowledge among the Hebrew people right. that that was the origin story. And 
many uh, scholars in Judaism on the Torah, they, they believe in this gap theory. So, right. so that is where there's a war in heaven during this time. Right. This formless and void earth is a result of that, of that war. Of that, that war. war. And so once these, uh, these hybrids, by better terms, are, are created, you're saying, are, were they in, do you believe they were in physical form at that point? Or were they not in physical form? Originally, yes, in Genesis chapter 6, according to that story, the sons of God found favor on the daughters of men. Some scholars will say those are the sons of Seth, who was one of the, from the line of Seth, he was the third son of Adam and Eve that's mentioned. But the problem with that is there's two words for son in Hebrew. One means created son, and the other means covenant son. Well, humans are covenant son. Right. Angels are created son. They don't have a covenant with God. Right. So in that context, it says the created sons of God found favor on the daughters of men. And went into okay. them. So it's giving a distinction between what kind of son of God it is. Right. And so those children that resulted from that union, because mm-hmm. angels can take the form of men when they're here on earth, mm-hmm. they did have a physical form. Yeah. This is why the giants come. There's a perversion that takes place there. God, man is created in the image of God. Sure. So what part of us is in the image of God? It's our spirit. Right. A man is three parts, body, soul, and spirit. Sure. Body, obvious. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Mm-hmm. And your spirit is the part of you that connects with God. And when you have this disobedient angelic being having a sexual relationship with men, with women, then you get these things that were somehow off. And the result is where it says in this story, the thoughts of men were only evil continually, and the flood mm. comes. So, so God is wanting to wipe away this initial. So, that, yeah, right. so basically, they created angelic beings with the thoughts of humans, which more times than not turn out to be pretty bad and evil, right? So you got right. these. Over time, it became, you know, I assume, Interesting. some time lapses there, it became a, a race of people. And so. When Noah is chosen to be the human that goes into the ark, it's because he is part of a dying out breed of, right. of pure human that's mm. existing. Right. Mm. So mm. now fast forward a bit. You told me, uh, and this is the part I'm interested in. Uh, I'm interested in all of it. But, but so you, you not only have a calling towards, uh, you, know, the, you know, God and Christianity, but you also feel you have, uh, you know, maybe all of us have it, but you're more enlightened to it, uh, a way of, like, seeing things and being a part of it. And you're saying that as a person that would would perform exorcism, um, that you would need to have that knowledge within you because someone that wouldn't have that knowledge couldn't possibly take on that task. Well, um I came on the podcast because I love how you guys discuss everything mm-hmm. and you welcome all different kinds of people. And yeah. But when I get into these types of questions, I do have to hone in on my specific area. I, sure. So let me say this, with respect for people of all faiths or no faith, <laughs> my answer to this question is the only way to fight demons from the biblical perspective 
is to have Jesus Christ in your heart. Sure. So by personal faith in Jesus Christ, when you come to that personal choice, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit indwells you, Mm -hmm. fills you. That then, that experience brings a new power that you didn't have before. And that kind of goes back to the disciples of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Because they weren't the only ones that were performing exorcism. Exorcism predates Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jewish people had an exorcism right. Um, right. Just about every major religion has an exorcism right. Uh, uh, I'm not Catholic. God bless you, my Catholic brothers and sisters out there. We have sure. a common faith, but a different way we practice that yeah. faith. Mm-hmm. And um, one of our main differences is how we deal with demons. Right. Mm-hmm. We yeah. believe any Christian, to answer your question, that has faith in Christ, and has been filled with the Holy Spirit, can fight demons. Right. However, it's dangerous if you don't have that. Yeah. They can kill you. They yeah. will. Well, do you have yeah. to have, like, a um, like a, a good, I don't know, wardrobe of verses ready? Wardrobe wasn't the right word, but, like... Yeah. Like a tool belt. Yeah, tool like box. a toolbox of... Versus Repertoire like, is a good right, word for if it. If this demon tries to hit me with this left hook, I'm going to hit him with Corinthians yeah. 12. Just like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is the there anything way. like that? Like, well, if I'm there's a strategy of, to it? There absolutely is. If I'm made of three parts, if I'm a body, a soul, and a spirit, um, in my flesh, I sin. Uh, yeah. And the Bible says in First John, he who sins is of the devil. Yeah. Period. Which is if interesting I because sin, mm-hmm. yeah, he, of yeah. the devil. Yeah, which is interesting because really, as a matter of fact, you know, uh, when I went to church, my my pastor always said, "I sin every day." Yeah. So that's an interesting kind of. Uh, what it's talking about in that context, though, is positionally. Where are you? Because the right. following verse says, "He who has a relationship with God does not sin." Oh, okay. So when we come to faith in Jesus Christ, we're not made perfect in the sense that we never sin anymore in our actions were made positionally perfect in that when God looks upon humanity, he's holy. He is, the Bible says God cannot have fellowship with sin. Mm-hmm. So he loves every human being on this earth, right. but he cannot by his nature have a relationship with someone who is following sin. How could any human being ever hope to attain a relationship with God then the short yeah. answer is you can't. But so your then can. what was the solution? Jesus Christ comes to earth. Oh, okay. God in human form. So right. all through the Old Testament, we see the blood of animals being right, given yeah, 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 to pacify over, yeah. sort of yeah. this cost yeah. for sin because there was never supposed to be death. Right. But God is reminding us of the seriousness of sin, that a life has to be taken right. and blood has to be spilled. The Bible says life is in the blood. Right. has to be spilled to remind us of how serious and costly sin is. Right. So when Christ came, the Bible says that sacrifice was once Wiped and out. for all. Yeah, for everyone. And it, it says uh, in the Old Testament, the animal sacrifices had to be mixed, their blood had to be mixed with hyssop to purify it. Mm-hmm. Well, you understand biologically that children tend to have the blood type of their father. They tend to inherit. uh, There is a a blood barrier in the placenta is what I'm saying. Yes, right. Yeah, that's why Uh, some women have to have shots before they they give birth. Yeah, with the RH factors and stuff, Mm -hmm. they can have miscarriages. And uh, so there's there's a blood barrier there. Right. 
so Jesus's blood, his life, his essence did not come. His some of his chromosomes came from Mary, but that blood part of him came from the father. Its origin was his yeah, father, God. yeah, which is God, and just like his spirit was. Yeah. So it's an interesting way. So that if he dies, and that blood is spilled, it is the perfect blood of God. Right. And the Bible says it did not need to be mixed with hyssop because it was already perfect. So that now, if all of us are sin, none of us can get to God. Right. Because we're sinful and he can't have fellowship with sin, then are we all screwed or is there a way? Right. When we come to faith in Jesus Christ, God sees us through the covering of the blood of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So, so now, like, you know, I, I, I why would... Do you have a, a theory of why a demon, I mean, what is the reasoning for wanting to possess somebody? Like, what is, and, and is it just demons that possess people? Is there something else that possesses people? And well, I've got so many this? questions. I mean, I, you know, but let's start with the time. same yeah. thing, like, or what makes, what makes a human susceptible to demon possession? Yeah, and well, I'd like to also know, like, is the only thing demons that possess? You know, I mean, you know, right, sure. can can Satan? To, I mean, you hear this like, oh, Satan possessed this person. You know, I mean, is that possible too? You may have to rein me in a little bit because I'm a preacher, so I have a tendency to chase a rabbit trail and be long-winded. Yeah. No, that's but I was good. trying I like to that. answer your question before: is how do you who can fight these demons and who has the power? Yeah, Simply, right. and I was trying to say I'm not special. Right. Any any Christian covered mm. in the blood of Christ can fight these things. Gotcha. Um, but then I guess to answer your question here is what are demons? Are they the only things that try to mess with us? Right. Why do they mess with us? Okay. First of all, Satan, in order to rebel against God, had to believe that somehow his intellect and his plan, that, that he believed there was a flaw in God's plan and right. that he, and could he could somehow have victory over yeah. God. And uh, in the prophecies, it talks about this story. Of, it's a allegorical look back of this fall. And it, Satan is compared to the king of Tyre, T-Y-R-E. Mm-hmm. Um, so he believed that he could have this victory. This is why he still fights against God is he, even though he knows the scriptures, we saw that when he tried to tempt Jesus, he was quoting scripture to Jesus. Jesus is saying, you you don't have no idea what you're saying. You right. can quote these things, but you don't know what they mean. Mm-hmm. So his understanding is so skewed that he is extremely powerful. In fact, the Bible in the New Testament calls him the God of this world. Okay. So if you remember, uh, this is a post-Christian nation. Anyone who says different doesn't know what they're talking about. Sure. My understanding is I deal with anybody under 30. They don't have the con they did not grow up with basic christian teachings in their home sure, right they don't know what you ask a kid what easter means you say what is easter the bunny. religious yeah, significance yeah, yeah. of yeah. easter uh they don't yeah. know they don't right. know what christmas is we've lost that connection sure so it's, sometimes it's important to explain some of these things because people they they might hear a word they have no i remember a, a boy who told me that he thought the word meant that it had holes in it, that something that was holy literally had, had holes, holes in, in it. it. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So, so I guess, you know, Satan believes he can beat the Lord. 
Yes. And uh, he'd, so therefore, these prophecies about his demise, they, they don't really hinder him. Right. Or even if he thinks they might be true, he cannot come back into fellowship with God. So his only option is to rebel against that. These spirits that we call demons or perverted spirits, evil spirits, mm-hmm. they were in a union with flesh. Right. They, they became these giants and things when they right. were bound by flesh. God sends the flood kills the bodies of these creatures, but these spirits cannot go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Right. And hell is not yet... That's another story. But <laughs> the point is, they're not, they're not welcomed so they're in heaven, trapped. and they're not bound in so hell. they're kind of trapped in a plane Exactly. In the yeah. And since sa- they're trapped here, and here, Satan is the god of this world. Right. And Jesus is being tempted. He's taken to the pinnacle of the temple. It's a big, high thing where he could oversee probably the highest point, man-made point in all that area. Satan said, bow down and worship me, and I will give you everything as far as your eye can see. Now, he's talking to the second person of the Holy Trinity, God in human form. Right. How could Satan offer him anything? Right. Yeah, if he had. Because this realm belongs to Satan. Right. How? When man sinned. Right. Right. We were supposed to be the masters of this dominion. Mm-hmm. This is why God said, be fruitful and multiply and have dominion over the earth. Right. But then we sinned. We wanted that knowledge of good and evil. Right. And we believed Satan's lie over God's promise. Mm-hmm. And that is when Satan was given the dominion that was intended for mankind. Mm-hmm. And way back in that story, were punished. Man has to earn his living by the sweat of his brow. Women bleed once a month and have pain in childbirth. Uh, sorry, it's uncomfortable to talk about. These things are, it's written. Right. So this is an unpleasant experience we bring on ourselves. But he says to Satan, he's talking now, what happens to this relationship between humanity and Satan? Who, what did Satan appear as? Your line of work, he appears as a serpent. A serpent, yeah. The serpent is even cursed. He says, on your belly will you crawl all the days of your life, Mm. and dust will be your food. So you see these legless lizards and stuff. The old Christian story is they used to have those legs, but God cursed them and whatever. Long story short, this thing had eternal consequences that gave Satan dominion. So he's in charge here. Right. And these spirits that are perverted live here, and they were created to occupy a body. Right. Mm-hmm. So they are not at peace unless they have a host. They're mm-hmm. parasitic. Right. So who's right. susceptible to this? I mean, like, what is, what is the, uh, is, is there a, a particular type of age, gender, uh, where, where is the most likely person to be infected by these demons the most likely is someone in open rebellion against god uh things where they they know to be so they so they say like like hey this is easy picking here he's Mm already this one's already you know going against god my story where i took you back and told you about my conversion and things it when I was 12 and I had seen The Exorcist and, uh, yeah, and, yeah. and I came to 
isn't that scared the crap out of me? Yeah, who who didn't it? I mean, but geez. I but I came to and I went to this church and I see this real exorcist now showing real pictures and this becomes a thing that uh, terrifies me. Yeah. Um, but so for a couple of years, I had a real relationship with God. Uh, but when I was fourteen, I got a girlfriend. Mm. Oh no, that'll and, break you. Uh, you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. uh, being a you young sin. man, yeah. Christians sin. have certain rules with yeah. regard to what oh, we can no. and can't do. So I was faced with a choice, you know, do I uh, do what I want to do or what right. God wants me to do? And I remember making that conscious choice to walk away from God. Okay. And uh, so for several years, I just did what I wanted to. I did a lot sure. of drugs and I got involved in the occult. Some Some friends of mine. And we did some crazy things. Sure. And uh, so at 19, when I came back to God through a crisis in my life, after a bunch of study of world religions to try to convince myself of something else, that's coming to Christ is when my troubles began. Everything was peaceful in our home. Right. Uh, but we were consulting a spiritualist. We were having tarot card readings in the home. This lady was, she, she called herself a witch, but... She ran, you know, tarot cards and Ouija boards and things like that. And she practiced um, a religion that was very occultic in okay. nature. But we didn't realize it. To us, it felt good. Right. Mm -hmm. And it felt enlightening. Sure. And it felt like a way to have power, knowledge, and foresight apart from God. Right. And that's the appeal of the occult. Sure power beyond what is your normal ability right uh wisdom beyond what is your normal right. ability yeah, without yeah. the moral accountability yeah. to a higher power yeah. that's all-knowing yeah. and all-powerful sure so when a person is faced with these decisions who 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 gets who's most likely to be demon possessed it's the person who knows what they're doing is wrong mm. and does it anyway right or most likely where I see it numerically the most is in people who've had a relationship with the occult. When okay. we got saved in my house, that's the evangelical term for coming to faith sure. in Christ. Mm -hmm. um, in our home, what had been just fun and games and something we tampered with, my whole family was converted within a few weeks of each other, all five of us, six of us, five or six of us at the time. And... All hell broke loose in our home. Right. That's that spiritual, like, battle, right? These friends and guardian angels that were, the spiritualist was telling us, yeah. oh, I can see your guardian angel, and it's a woman, and her name is something or other. Yeah. I began, after a while, these things are fed into your consciousness. You wonder how much of it is really there yeah. and how much of it you're imagining. Right. Well, I found out after my conversion how much of it was really there. Yeah, it was really there. So. All hell broke loose in our home. Well, Satan, if you, don't, if you don't have faith in Jesus, then there's no reason for Satan to really, he already, according to the teachings of Scripture, owns you. When you come, now you're challenging these spirits that have a legal right to be connected to you. Mm. Now, when you come to faith in Christ, they're wanting to hold on, but the Holy yeah. Spirit is indwelling. Now you have conflict. Right. We can get into those stories if you want, but they're yeah, like what they're when you hair say raising. all hell broke loose. I mean that literally. Like 
when you see like those videos or something where there's like poltergeist and there's stuff flying across the room, is that what you're kind of talking about? Yes. Wow. So at the time, my my youngest brother was three, and he was a special needs kid because he was a really really early preemie. Uh, I would have been eight, eight, 19, just turned 19. And uh, my little brother, he kept coming with these stories that we thought were just his imagination. Okay. He would say things like his toys were being mean to him, mm. things like that. You know, kids have creative imaginations, sure, imaginary yeah. friends, whatever. But one day, my mom finds him huddled behind the couch, shaking, and he had peed his pants, and he's mm. trembling. Right. And I had just had a birthday, and I had gotten him a toy chainsaw that has a little beaded thing that he could pull, and it makes noise. Mm -hmm. And he said, that guy in my room was making that new chainsaw fly around my head and threatening to chop my head off. Oh, gosh. Now, we knew it wasn't just a story because he's in sheer terror. Yeah, terror, yeah. And so that opened a can of worms, and we started talking to our preacher, like, what's going on here? Right. And then he said, well, what's been going on in your house over the last while? We tell him our story of what happened before we converted. And he said, oh, boy. Yeah. And that's I, where I began I, learning. That was just the beginning. Right. Uh, my mom, my brother, my mom was afraid. So she put uh, baby monitors in his room. Mm. Oh, no. Put them back. And uh, one night, two or three nights after that happened, of course, we prayed that day. We just didn't know what we were doing yet. Yeah. Sure. And my mom's laying in bed, and she finishes her prayers and starts to fall asleep. And all of a sudden, she hears chanting coming through the baby monitor Mm. in a language that she can't understand. Right. And in that monotone, creepy sort of way. And my mom is a lioness when it comes to her children. I mean, she will eat your face to protect her babies. And she was so crippled with fear she couldn't move, mm. even to protect her child. She right. said it was the sheerest, the most unbelievable right. recognition of evil that she had ever had. Right. But yeah. we were new to all this. And it's like, what do you even do? Like, you hear this stuff. You yeah. know nobody's in that room. Yeah. What do you do? Oh, I'm just going to walk in there and turn the light on. And who do you tell these stories to? Yeah. Right. Well, that's, I Yeah, think because it's so yeah. taboo or yeah, even the, if you bring it up 90% of the time, yeah. people would just be like, okay, it's not even you real. You need a straight jacket in a padded room. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. That, and that's kind of the hard thing, even with someone that maybe is in, like, just like your family was in a uh, compromised situation. You know, it's like you you could go and maybe your priest, but if you go anywhere else, they're just going to be uh, thinking you need medication. You yeah. obviously have, you know, schizophrenia or whatever the case may be. So, so it is a tough thing. Uh, I'm sure there are people that are suffering that can't get help and maybe think that their suffering comes from something completely different, you know, maybe some medical mm-hmm. thing or something on that lines. Um, and that has to be considered. You know, yeah, oh, I mean, ha- of course it has to be considered because there's certainly that, yeah. I mean, you should never, uh, I guess what we realized is, first of all, we realized my little brother wasn't making these things up, right. number one. Then other people in the family started to have experiences mm. and separately, and it, we all got so scared that we sort of started coming together and saying, have you had anything <laughs> weird happen yeah. in the house? My own experience was laying in bed one night and finishing my prayers and trying to go to sleep. And 
just this coldness comes in the room, just coldness and an awareness of evil like I had never understood or felt right. before. And then I hear an animal running with something with hooves. You know, when you hear right. a horse yeah, run, sure. thump, thump, thump. Yeah. our home was built on a slab. And I heard that starting in the other side of my house. And I knew it was running towards me. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's it. I'm losing it. Right. I'm losing it. This is in my head. Yeah. So I, I set up off of my bed like this. And the next thing I know, this thing, it's obviously running, comes around the corner towards me. I still don't see anything, but I hear it. And I'm pinned back. I'm thrown back to my bed. My blankets suck against my body. Mm. Every muscle is completely overpowered. And I feel this thing on top of me. The four hooves, I can feel its breath in my face. Now I think I'm definitely, I'm I'm complete loony. But it, this is a thing that I heard, that I felt, yeah. and then somehow overpowered me. I didn't know how to confront these things yet. I hadn't right. talked to anybody about what to do. And remember, we're all having these experiences simultaneously. And the only thing I remembered was this vague reference that if these things happen to you, speak to them in the name of Jesus. Well, I didn't know what to say. Right. So... I tried to speak, and when I went to move my mouth, I felt something push over my mouth to try to keep me from speaking. And I was able to squeak out one word, and as this thing was sucking air out of me, and I said the word Jesus in sheer panic, like help, mm-hmm. help. And all of a sudden, shoop, like a vacuum, this yep. thing comes off of me, and the evil in the room I can sense now this thing's terror. Like right. it's terrified. This the weight comes off my chest, my breath returns, it jumps off my bed, my bed physically shakes, I hear it hit the floor and it runs back to wherever it came from. Crump, 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 crump. So that's so strange. You know, I had to go change my undies. Yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't? <laughs> I mean that's I mean I'm I'm afraid just hearing this story. Um you, so, know, yeah. I, you have these experiences yeah. slowly we start getting the courage to talk to our pastor. And then I'm preaching at this time. I just started preaching. I enrolled in Bible college and my pastor was letting me preach. I start leaking little bits into my mm-hmm. messages on fighting the devil and telling little bits about things that sure. have happened, being careful not to focus too much. And as I do that, people start coming up to me saying, Nobody ever talks about this, and you won't believe what happened in our house. You won't believe what's going on right now. And there was such a hunger in the Christian community. People were in bondage to things they didn't understand because of a ministry that had stopped talking about it. That missing piece you said that when you were a child. Yeah. So now I realized I wasn't just not crazy at least hopefully right uh and that my family wasn't the only group of people having this so i started looking for those connections what what is the commonality of our experience and then i started meeting ministers that had experience with these things and that's when they said well look for commonalities and you'll probably find them around the occult things of that nature and true to form we certainly did but the satan can occupy any part of your life that is not in submission to God. Mm. When you confront these things, if you ask it to tell you its name, mm-hmm. then in Christ it says, 
he's commuting, he's speaking to this person they call the Gadarene demoniac. And um, he says, what is your name? And he says, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he, sa- he begins to cast them out. This person was crazy. He was ripping his flesh. He lived in a cemetery. I mean, he, had, he was gone. He would have seizures, throw himself in fires. He, they knew who Jesus was, and they spoke out after they said, My name is Legion, for we are many. Lord, please, please don't send us to the abyss, darkness, mm-hmm. away from having a host. And so in panic, there was a herd of pigs close by. They said, send us into those pigs. They, they're desperate to have a host. And Jesus sent them into the flock of pigs. He said, fine, go. And they left this person. This person had complete freedom. They went into this herd of swine, and the Bible says they were driven insane. And they threw themselves over the edge of a cliff and died. Hmm. But demons are desperate to have a host. Right. And that's just one example where they can even occupy animals right so that is interesting about the animal side of things it's so when was your first experience i mean you 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 obviously started your ministry and and you know 19 20 years old bible school um preaching what was i mean did you have a mentor that took you under his wing and said hey listen you know this is this is what's happening and, and, and we need to do this yeah uh, I don't have permission to say his name. No, but you don't this, have to say his this name. This brother either. was a, a, a wonderful teacher and mentor, and I liked his style. I told him I thought it was called to preaching, so he threw me into the pulpit. You know, so many ministers are building something for themselves. Sure. They're building their kingdom instead of God's kingdom. Right. Mm. I.E., Televangelist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. the guys you're making, yeah. One whose initials are J O. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know and, that guy. Uh, yeah, I've never and, heard of him. Uh, <laughs> the, one of the commonalities you'll find with these people is most of them don't address the controversial topics like spiritual right. warfare. Can I ask you sure. a question? How, I, when I look into that guy's eyes on TV, something seems not quite right. <laughs> do, you, do you feel this? I same think way? he's a cyborg. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. It just kind of feels kind of off a little. Yeah. Well, I think you know the thing is, is that it's an interesting thing with with any of the the really successful, in particular, televangelists. Yeah, there are a few. Is that, that yeah? There's a few of like, them. Is oh. that you know they have to have. I, I mean, I believe that most of them, if not all of them, I, I can't speak to their heart, are probably you know God loving. You know, they want to preach a thing. But you have to have the personality that you want to, like you said, almost like a business acumen where you're looking at, even if you believe in what you preach, it's much like an animal person. You can be an animal person and really love animals, but your primary focus is money. You know, it doesn't mean you love animals any less. It's just your primary focus is money. And then sometimes money can become can fog your love of animals. And I almost feel like that might be the way with some of these guys is that they started loving God. They, they wanted to, 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 to bring people to the Lord and, and, and then the finances got involved and then they really now like a guy like Olstein, I mean, he is, um, he's the CEO of a hundred million dollar company a year or maybe hundreds of millions of dollars a year. That's, you people know I mean? literally pay admission yeah. to go to these, 
church services. Right, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, I think uh, I think it, at some point, you know, you lose track of what you've, you you started at. And maybe in the beginning, he might have been a great person. And now it's it's all about the numbers. And, 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 and he's still in his mind maybe thinking those numbers are are still bringing, he might be like, hey, listen, I might be making, you know, millions of dollars, but I'm bringing X amount of people to the Lord every week. So he, in his kind of deluded mind, he might be thinking he's still doing the right things. But, uh, but I agree with you, No, I mean, it's, it, that's a, it's, a, it's a strange thing, but... That, There's that one guy with the private jet. He's kind of an older fella. He's Graham? got uh, some sort yeah. of grumbly voice. Yeah, and he, Jimmy Graham? Maybe. Or, well, Junior uh, or whatever it is. Jimmy Graham, I think, died. He's but, got like some sort of private Billy Graham yeah. Billy Graham. That's yeah. what it was. Billy Graham. That's what uh, it was. Billy Graham, interestingly, never took a salary over $80,000. Yeah, he seemed like a really good guy. I mean, he, he seemed uh, like a super good guy. Uh, first denomination I was in said that... Uh, to determine the salary of your pastor, look at the mean income of the county where you live, uh-huh. and you should try not to exceed or go too far below yeah. that because we wanted the pastor to be able to care for his family. We also didn't want to, it's not a sin to be wealthy. No, of course but not. But you don't want to flaunt opulence for the sake of it. And, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, the Bible says the love of money is the root of all sorts well, of Well, it's evil. the most misquoted verse in the Bible. Yeah. Because people say money is the root of all evil, no. and it's not money; it's the love of money. The that's, love of yeah. money. There's also a thing that says that uh, um, it's easier for a rich, or it's easier for a camel to fit through the eye of the needle than a rich man to make it to heaven. Yeah, um, that's a misunderstood. It is scripture. because the eye of the the uh, needle is actually a, a, the entrance into a, a entrance into a village that uh, you know. In the in the, heard of that. in Jerusalem, the city. Uh, you know, there's walls all around the city, and uh, you can still see the remnants of the old city today yep. when you yep. go to the, to the Holy Land. Uh, so there's a main gate. Yeah, and that main gate was the uh, In times needle. of battle, you would close the main gate because people can come through in mass, but right adjacent to the main gate is a small gate Close that up. an individual can come through. But so that can be light more lightly defended yeah because you can just put guards around that yeah, and just yeah. poke the crap out of people that try to get in so for a man to come through with his camel camels rest on their knees yes. and they can walk on their knees yes a man could walk through this opening a camel had to have all the goods removed off of yeah. it had to walk hunker to its knees and walk yeah. through the gate that way so it had to be uh caravans where a man's riches were carried on his camels yeah. To set those things set aside to enter down. into yeah. safety, these are things the Bible calls a type and a shadow of something else. Mm-hmm. It's a an earthly picture that reminds us of a bigger spiritual principle. Yeah. So you can make I all the money you want, just don't let the money. Yeah, the love of money. Well, it almost Take becomes like a lust at some point, right? Yeah. Like at some point, it's not just the love of it; it's the chasing of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's different than just loving stuff right you know yeah. what i mean like you're well the, the thing that people don't realize is that i mean there's a tremendous amount of prosperity teaching in the bible right you know god uh in the bible does not want you to not be prosperous of course not you know i mean it, it, the book is is filled with prosperity uh and, and and many people even think that jesus was extremely prosperous because of you know his lifestyle well jesus uh, is the bible says specifically the ministry of jesus was supported by wealthy women. Yeah. So, you know, there's a misconception that women are somehow second-class citizens in Scripture. Right. That's just because of the way it was portrayed by organized religion for a long time. 
I like to take the scriptures at face value. So if I want to see what do they actually, right. how do I, how should I view women or they're held in honor and complete equality with men. Sure. So Jesus's ministry is sustained by these wealthy women. Yeah. When Jesus died, he was hated by the Romans, hated right. by the Jewish leaders. They beat him to a bloody pulp, ripped his beard out by the roots, mm -hmm. put a crown of thorns on him. But before they did that, before that begins, he has to disrobe. Now, these guards are gambling for his robe at his death. They hated Jesus. He yeah. was a mockery. They didn't want it because of who it belonged to. Sure. They wanted it because it was a seamless robe. Which is very expensive. Which yeah. is extremely expensive in yeah. those days. Really? I never knew that. I yeah. knew the story, but I just kind of figured, oh, it's Jesus' robe. And that's just, yeah. Yeah. That's going for and a lot on eBay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> pretty much. Well, it well would nowadays, today, today, today yeah. it would be, yeah. Today it would be a, a valuable yeah. thing. Catholicism was You want me to hit a couple? Yeah, we'll, we'll hit some super chats just if you guys have some questions. And we'll do them, you know, sparingly throughout the, the, the evening here. Uh, we don't want to think you guys uh, in this in the chat room are being ignored, but uh, there's some deep, deep stuff going on. That's here. right. So, go ahead. So uh, we have uh, Courtney Herchevec says, hey, y'all, this is going to be exciting. Have fun. Uh, thank you, Courtney. Thank you so much. Thanks. And then uh, Rebecca says, um, hey, guys, my sister Jade and I loved our tour yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. Do you guys know of any awesome restaurants around the area where we could eat? <laughs> I swear uh, to God. Well, oh, there you go. Uh, Blackstone, I like that. Yeah, Blackstone's, Blackstone's great. Blackstone. That's really one good. of my favorite places. I was just telling Ant about that. Yeah. Red Robin. It's fire. Red yeah, Red McDonald's. There's a McDonald's around the block. Red McDonald's, yeah. Uh, oh, but okay. Black Rock's a good one. Yeah, Black Rock. Yeah, BD's Mongolian Barbecue as well. Yeah. Uh, Chef. Chef Widow says, hey, Brian, Noah. Noah, great vlog today. Thank you. Brian sending love. And Marcel, if you um, if you remember my comment the other day about being a new dad, he is doing well. Thank you for your support. Oh, that's oh, awesome! Nice. That's uh, yep, I do remember. Yep, that's awesome. Glad your to hear dreams that. are ruined. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now the next uh, forty years are going to be tough on you. Um, but <laughs> next one's uh, Pat Greiser coming back. And uh, she, hey, Pat. And she hey, says, Patty. I know that I am not perfect and I wouldn't want to be. I know some people think they are. I'm only human. I know I will sin. I ask God for forgiveness of my sins. He is in my heart. I think that Mother Teresa said it uh, fantastically when she said that uh, I wake up every day and I try to be the best person I can. I fail every day and I shall try again tomorrow right. just as hard. We were and, just talking uh, about that the other day. Yeah, too. and so I funny. think it's, uh, it's you know, that's, that's what it is as, 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 as people. But so so I think we, we, um, we certainly have a, a, a pretty decent background of, of, you know, where you came from now and, and so on like that. You know, obviously, I think Hollywood i.e. we've already talked yeah. about the exorcism or exorcist I'm, i should say uh there's the, the exorcism of emily rose there's this there's that i mean there's all kinds of things that i mean how how accurate or unaccurate would you say any of those are is there any resemblance to the truth or is it completely hollywood a lot of it depends on the context of the situation but the short answer is yes it's possible mm. some encounters with demons are similar to the hollywood wow that's portrayal that's terrifying I mean, you know art imitates life so right. they had to get these stories somewhere the original story of the exorcist was loosely based yeah, on basically. a true story yeah that's a thing in washington dc if i'm not mistaken and right? if you read or listen to the people's interviews that were actually involved this was a small person and she was so powerful that while the priest was performing the exorcism she took her hand and ripped 
just knife-handed through the fabric of her mattress, ripped a coil spring out oh of the goodness. mattress, and opened the priest's arm with that coil spring. Wow. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, the stair- can you punch this up, Jay, really quick? The exorcism stairs? I believe it's yeah. in, I believe the stairs itself. I think they're in D.C., if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. Uh, I'm just, you know, you, uh, you know that the, the actual exorcisms yeah, are supposed to be. Yep, Washington, yeah, Washington, D.C. Yeah, so uh, it's a place I, I would love to see someday. That's, oh, uh, wow. that's pretty crazy. Yeah, so, you know, so, so this I is guess, where the priest would have, have yeah. jumped out of the window and, and actually fell to his death. Rolled down the stairs. Yeah, rolled to his death. Which Part yes. three was creepy when yeah. he's locked in that mental institution, but uh-huh. yet weird things are happening out in the... Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. There's yeah, a part three. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a bad I one. I that one. A barefoot priest comes in from the jungle in part three. Oh, really? wow. And while he's, pre- while he's performing the exorcism, these yeah. demons manifest as real serpents crawling over his feet, uh-huh. up his legs, all around Whoa. his throat. And he has to keep his focus. Yeah, and sounds yeah. amazing. I'd be totally into <laughs> yeah. that. I try Is that. there like a vacation so, that we can work out here? <laughs> what so, so I guess I think, uh, uh, you're asking about these encounters. Sometimes it's very peaceful, mm-hmm. especially if you're dealing with a Christian person okay. who's allowed a part of their life. They've welcomed knowingly like a sin into their life, say maybe adultery. Right. And now this opens a door for Satan to get a hold and doesn't always. There's not a demon under every doily. Sure. But... It's a potential. And so right. when these people start to wonder and they start to have strange experiences and they come to a minister to talk, sometimes in that confrontation in prayer, we find, yes, there's something spiritual there. We command it to leave in the name and the authority of the blood of Jesus Christ, not in our own strength. And oftentimes it leaves quietly. Sometimes there's a little shaking. Sometimes there's foaming at the mouth. But sometimes it's very quiet, okay. very peaceful. Typically where you see the major manifestations when it has taken up residence for a long time, mm-hmm. when it has its origin in the occult, and uh, when the, or when the individual you're trying to free is so far gone, maybe they're not, they're trying to hold on to this thing as well. Okay. So, uh I can command, there's problems with exorcism too. So now you know there's a spectrum like autism. Sure. Exorcism is the Mm -hmm. same way. There's sometimes it's peaceful, simple, and it leaves. Sometimes it's ugly and there's spitting. What you have to remember is these things are powerful. When they were in human form, they were giants Giants, and champions. So the strength they can give the person or their host I can give you an example, a real life example. I'm preaching a sermon a couple of years ago and it's a big, I was a guest speaker. It was a big uh, Sunday morning service. And all through the sermon, I know that this lady that's staring at me has a demon. I just know it. I Mm -hmm. mean, just something, the Holy Spirit just in my heart. I said, something's not right in her face. So I have to ignore it and preach my sermon because she's sitting quietly in the audience. Mm. You have to remember in deliverance, the root of this thing is often something embarrassing in the individual's life. Okay. So you don't want to embarrass that person in front of a group of people if you no, can right, avoid it. Right. Say you come forward and I'm finding this thing's root is in adultery and I'm talking about that to the person I'm trying to set free. Now everybody in the room knows what's going on and that's not fair to that person. Right. 
And uh, that's why I don't have, uh, you mentioned, I wonder if The Exorcist is going to bring videos. Mm. I don't want to sensationalize something that should be Taking sacred, uh, number one. Number two, I don't have a problem videotaping for educational purposes if I knew how to edit right, someone's yeah. face out sure, right, yeah, blur or, it out, yeah. or protect their identity. Sure. If I could do that, if I knew right. how to, enough about technology, then I certainly would. But I don't yeah. yet, so I don't do this. Yeah. So this girl comes uh, at the end of service. We're praying. Our The head minister, uh, we have in evangelicalism something called an altar call. Or if you, sure, I know. You want to yep, come course, forward yep, and, some, and make something you need to get right with God or have, yep. have a special prayer time with the ministers. But we dismiss the congregation. The only people who are left are, are people who people are, are up. Okay. Yeah. That way people aren't coming up with the rest of the congregation. Yeah, we yeah. don't want to make it into a spectator sport. Yeah. Yeah. Ministry is not a spectator sport. It right. can be. It can glorify God when it happens. But when you're dealing with the very personal, yeah, you want to be delicate. Sure. So I knew something was wrong, and I knew a little bit of insight in my spirit. I'm getting little things right. dropped into my mind mm -hmm. from the Lord to know what I'm probably dealing with here. But to be honest, we dismissed the congregation, and immediately I'm approached by three or four other people. Mm. So I couldn't get to her yet. Right. But I knew I was one of six or eight people. Literally, this woman weighs maybe 90 pounds soaking wet. Young woman. She was married at a family, but had been doing things that she shouldn't and mm. was falling back into addiction and things like that. And uh, probably some other moral things I won't specifically state. But again, you know, when you're a minister and you give this altar call, you're surrounded by people who have right. this problem or that problem. Yeah. So I'm busy. I'm not paying attention. I got three people here. This guy's talking to me. This another minister beside me helping me pray. Little did I know that she had made her way up behind me while my back was turned and was trying to get to me. Mm. But one of the elders of the church saw that she needed help and saw my back was turned and tried to get her attention to help her. So I'm over here praying peacefully with this guy yeah. who is just wanting to rededicate his life to the Lord. And we're having a nice, peaceful moment. And I hear the most blood-curdling scream. Wow. You ever get that hair on yeah, the back sure. of your neck raised? My back, I don't even know anything's happening back here. Yeah. My whole body shook like, what the heck? And I turned around, and this 80, 90-pound girl had three grown men trying to hold her down. Oh, wow. And I'm seeing these 250-pound men, yeah. one controlling each arm, another trying to be delicate about where we touch her on her body, but trying to also control this right. thing. They knew what they were facing. But no one person was taking the lead in this thing. They said, oh, let's pray. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. When we face an occupation of an unwelcome force that's wreaking havoc, you don't ask it to leave. You, you don't tell pray it. for help. If the tools have been given to you, you use them. Mm -hmm. If you need a shelf built in your shop, will you just hope hmm. someone comes? Will you pray? <laughs> that someone comes and builds this shelf. <laughs> if you have the skills right. and you have the tools, you yeah. do it. Yeah. 
And that's how it is with us and God. If we know how to do something, we have the ability, the skills, the know-how, the tools, mm -hmm. we do it. So I turn around and face this thing. Now I have to I say, excuse me with these people. I turn around and I just take the lead. Mm -hmm. I say, you pray, you read the Psalms, you keep control of her body. Mm. And I begin to deal with this thing. I start to command this thing to leave her in the name of Jesus, by the authority of the blood of Jesus. And every time I get to the name of Jesus, as I'm talking to it, she covers her ears. Mm. And this thing speaks to her screaming, no, stop, it burns. So just hearing the name of Jesus was severing this tie because yeah. I wasn't there for a negotiation. Right. I wasn't there to pray and hope that something happens. Mm -hmm. That's not what exorcism is. Mm -hmm. This is the difference between Catholic exorcism and Protestant exorcism. Protestant, what is the main difference between Catholicism and Protestantism? Yeah. The cult of the saints in Catholicism. Okay. Protestants don't pray through saints. Okay, so the, so a, a, an exorcism with Christ, or with Catholicism would be they'd be using rituals. saints. Rituals, to, yeah, yes. Saints they, they pray that St. Michael will come. St. Yeah. Michael the Archangel will come and assist right. them. And there's yeah. a whole ritual book that well, they you're, have you're to You're go going on. right to the source. You're like, bam. The Apostle know. Paul said, we can go boldly before the throne of grace. This is the throne of God himself yeah. making our petitions known unto him. Yeah. Jesus comes and offers us a personal, intimate relationship. He sends the disciples out. It was done. Yeah. So I'm dealing with this thing quickly, and so I get less blowback. But sometimes you have to make your way through the pile of what's going on with the individual. So that was one where there was an interesting manifestation that went beyond the person's strength. And I had to dig in to find out what is going on here. And so did, was that a rectified on the spot? The whole process, maybe 10 minutes. And it was done. She was good. She was completely set free. Mm, Problem gotcha. is, the Bible talks about once these things are gone, it says a thief will come back. Right. So you sweep, you sweep the house clean. Mm. So you get in there, you get all the bad stuff out, you sweep all the dust out of the corners, it's clean. Well, now you just made it even more welcoming and inviting yeah. because these right. things that want a host, they say, oh, look at all this space we can fill. The Bible says if you don't fill that void with the Spirit of God, then he will return with seven of his brothers. Oh, boy. And your latter state will be worse than your former. Oh, wow. So this is why I'm hesitant to try to do an exorcism on someone who does not profess faith in Jesus Christ. I will do it. But I'll tell them, it has to obey me. If I tell it to go, it will go. But once I leave, then it's it has you. every right to come back. And the, and the only right. way that you can keep it out is through personal faith in Christ, and which brings the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I believe, as I understand the New Testament, this is why when someone comes to faith in Christ, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. It's right. a... It, it takes this void inside of us, right? This part of us that some were Christians and people all over the world. They feel there's a hole inside here. We want to fill it with something. So, no, I think it's 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 amazing. You know, not to get too deep into 
you know, I don't want to go too deep into to, to religion. But one of the things that's always, I think, troubling, I think, to so many people about religion is, um, and, 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 you know, why is it that Christians feel that's the only way to God, but maybe Buddhists feel this and, and Muslims feel this? And I mean, like, what is that? I mean, you know, not getting, I don't want to get too far off of exorcism and stuff like that, but it's, it's a question that always... I've always wanted to understand, you know, it's it's probably the one thing that is the most difficult to get behind a religion is because you're saying like, all right, well, only one third of the population is really ever going to have salvation and the others aren't, although they may have just as much belief in, uh, in, in Muhammad or Allah or whatever the case may be. I mean, what's your take? I'm just curious what your take is before we move on. Okay. Um, if I were God... Mm-hmm. I would be much more liberal. Okay, so right. with with humanity. <laughs> right. Um, but the Christian view that I embrace is the traditional Christian which is view. Through which Christ. Is, it was called uh, Christ-centered exclusivity. Okay. So we believe the words of Jesus. So basically what you hear today is a group of people saying, if you truly follow Jesus. His message is all love and peace. No, it's not. He said, I did not come to bring you together to bring peace, but to be an offense. He said, I will be a stumbling block and a rock of offense for man, for, for mankind that he would divide father from son. He is controversial by his message is controversial. And the way that the gospel was preached and lived was controversial. Yeah. Um, so, Yes, I believe in Christian what, exclusivity. Christian exclusivity. In that Jesus said, I, speaking of himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Right. No man comes to the Father except through yep. me. Yep. So if I am a Christian and I believe what right. we have today, the oldest manuscripts that we have go back, confirmed by the Dead Sea Scrolls found in 1947 at Cave in Qumran. Yep showed that what we have today is about 98% accurate right. to what they had in the time of Christ. Have there been some Dead Sea Scrolls, though, that uh, are, are different chapters of the Bible that have never been written? Yes. Yeah. So, there so is what do you that think those few are? percent that, are, yeah. that, that we don't have today. And we just don't know what they say. We do. For instance, in the Bible, there's mm-hmm. 150 Psalms. Okay. But when they found the Dead Sea Scrolls, there was 151. Oh, okay. So you can you can go online today and look up that yeah. extra psalm, and yeah. a lot of Christians will carry it in their Bibles. Okay. Um, so we just keep an open mind to that sort of thing. If we find any manuscripts that are older than what we currently have, mm-hmm. then we will take those and compare it to what we have, and we'll make adjustments. And what, I mean, what's your stance on... What what should a Christian feel towards uh, other religions in the world? Like the most important thing is to remember that I ha- have faith in a message that I have embraced by faith. Mm-hmm. And while I do believe that this Savior that I have embraced is the only way to God, I am not the only way to God. Right. I am no man's judge. So right. all I do is share my message and leave it with you. Gotcha. And I, maybe it's because I'm a libertarian, or maybe it's <laughs> I just see because that. I saw that in your shirt. Whatever, I don't even 
share my message with someone that I sense is unwelcome. Right. If you yeah. ask me, I will share it. If I see you hurting, I might offer, hey, could I right. share something with you that I think would be helpful? You say no, it's no. So if God doesn't violate man's free will and man's conscience, then men shouldn't either. Right. I think Christians would do well to remember that. I think I that, that I think that's, that's beautiful. A, yeah, I think that's yeah. I, I like that. Uh, now, can non-Christians uh, perform exorcisms? I can tell you uh, a story where people tried in the Bible. Okay. So there was this Jewish priest named Sceva. Mm-hmm. He was well-known, prominent Jewish priest. And the Jews did have a rite of exorcism, but you can imagine it could be terrible if all if you didn't have the proper tools yet. Right. You had to go and plus through plus place and blood and everything else. Yeah, they had hurt. to go through a really complex legalistic way. And God did have a blessing on that in the Old Testament, but until we got that name and blood of Jesus two thousand years ago, it was a mess. Right. So these boys they see these disciples of Christ going around preaching a new message. They see Jesus casting out devils. They see his disciples casting out devils, and they think, we could make some good money off of this. Mm. <laughs> Capitalize. Yeah. Right. You know, how much could we charge per exorcism? Wow. <laughs> and Gotta set love the these human people free. Yeah, the human mind, right? <laughs> I know. Straight that's up. So Bank. We, uh, that's Jay, how we can you became. look up on uh, uh, GoDaddy <laughs> really quick? Yeah. Can we get that we'll URL? URL. Uh, yeah. Right now. Exorcismtogo.com. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, recently uh, I was watching Dr. Phil and there was an exorcist oh, yeah. on there. And he needs an exorcism, I think. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, this exorcism, this exorcist is a guy that uh, I have followed for years. Interesting. And, I like his ministry, but little did I know that he's charging suggested donations for these encounters. Encounters. So if you have a 501c3, you cannot list a price. Right, yeah. But you can have a suggested donation. Yeah, it's much like a funeral at a church, something like that. Like, you know, it's like, hey, you know, we We appreciate six grand, but you you don't have to. I'll tell you, now I will do it for things that aren't to do with your spiritual health. Right. If you ask me to do your wedding, it's going to take well, a whole sure, weekend yeah, yeah. of I my mean, time. It would be wrong not to pay yeah. someone no, that's for a service. Yeah, that, that's, that's an actual service. service. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, and I hate doing funerals. I hate doing weddings. I do them when people ask. Mm-hmm. They are a drudgery, a yeah. misery. For, for literally everyone but the bride and groom, maybe, like even for photographers, videographers, it's a it's a hell day. And if, it's, sure. if it's the bride's first wedding... Huh. And her mother is still alive. Oh. I would rather have bamboo shards rammed. Under <laughs> All right, so let's go down the checklist really quick. So we've I have got, a wedding uh, coming up wedding, next month if you want. Wedding, <laughs> brother Clint, over here. Yeah. Weddings, uh, no. Funerals, no. Extra, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd rather deal with hell than deal with that. I'd rather deal with a hell than your mother. Than your mother. So this Jewish exorcism. Yeah, Skiva. So Skiva is this Jewish guy. He, he goes through all these rites and rituals, but his kids are these guys looking to make money, seven of these guys. So they think, they, they try to buy it from the disciples, and, wow. and Paul and Peter and these guys, and they say, you know, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto thee. And so they're trying to communicate to these guys, this isn't about money. We don't, we can't sell you these things. You have right. to have faith in God and then they will come as a gift spiritually. So they didn't believe this. They figure out they can't buy it, but they mm. couldn't deny what they had seen. Right. So they approach a man by themselves 
who they see is obviously demon-possessed. And they said, how did the disciples do this? And he would say, in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. Oh, so they just so started doing it. They say, it's recorded in the New Testament, they say, in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches, oh, we command you to leave this person's body. So he did it. The yeah. demon speaks back to uh. them and says, Jesus we know, and Paul we know, but we don't know who you are. Wow, that's interesting. And the Bible says this one person demon possessed ripped all seven of these kids apart and they ran into the street bloody wow. and naked from the encounter wow yeah. so that's uh that's uh, that doesn't sound very good typical saturday at ruckers you know <laughs> right yeah i mean it <laughs> so no, like i a, do not advise yeah. i do not advise a layman trying their hand at it is there like yeah. a, a craigslist or something for yeah exorcist? like how do you People find like, it yeah like if you get demon possessed how do you who do you, how do you reach out to the Oh, that is a serious, I mean, that is a good question. I mean, you know. I think I, the closest thing is to the, the, the most reliable uh, way that you're least likely to get shams or schemes yeah. or things like that is to find a local minister yeah, that you say. or someone mm. you love trusts. Yeah. Ministers are like every other group. They're like police officers. Not all of them are good. Mm. And just like a police officer is entrusted with very powerful natural weapons, mm -hmm. ministers are entrusted, all believers are, with powerful spiritual weapons. So there needs to be great maturity and responsibility there right. and an ethics. So I think the best way is word of mouth. Yeah. Someone that you love, trust this person. That's the first right. clue that maybe you could open up to them. Most ministers will tell you, yeah, there is a spiritual battle going on here, and they will... Many will just offer to pray for you. Mm. Yeah, I'll just pray. I'll, you'll be in my prayers. I will add you to our prayer list. And that is a form of spiritual warfare. But to the person who is in real emergency, real life-altering problem right now, then oftentimes it's not compassionate to just send them away and add them to your prayer list. Right. So you need a minister. And, and oftentimes, uh, my friend had this happen, a local minister he went to and said, I believe I'm dealing with some demons. I need help. I don't know what to do. And he said, I haven't been trained in how to deal with this. I can pray for you, but I'm not sure what to do. But I have a, a friend yeah, who does, does, and I trust him. So this minister went with, so that that guy would right. feel comfortable. His yep. pastor went with him, and I thought that was a beautiful... Well, that, that minister great. had enough yeah. humility to say, I'm not sure I know yeah. what I'm doing. Let's yeah. go to someone I trust. Yeah, yeah. it's much like... Uh, this is just not advertised by no. the average minister because it's yeah. controversial. It's weird. Yeah, I admit that. Yeah. Everything about what I believe, if I'm going to say Christ is the only way to heaven, that's controversial. Yeah. So my whole message, Jesus said he was controversy personified. So... Yeah. You know, when we get into the fringe elements of our religion, it gets even crazier. So it's not something we put on our flyers yeah. or, you know, we yeah, put on yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Exorcism. You don't have Saturdays. the drive-through. Forty-five dollars. Drive-through uh, exorcism yeah. booth. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's know. a good idea. Yeah, that's a, a URL. URL. We got to add that that's up. That's a URL. Um, I agree. <laughs> so, you know, how how many? I mean, I don't know if you keep a tally or something like that, <laughs> but how many exorcism have you either performed or been involved in? Um, well, I've experienced it myself a few times. Uh, when I first got converted, there was some personal issues that I had yeah. struggled with for a long time. And I went to revival this one night and 
I didn't even realize it was happening because I was so new to this. It was the first time I had visited a Pentecostal church, and the pastor is coming down the aisle, aisle by aisle, and he's just tears pouring out of his eyes, and he's just such a good man, and he's praying, and he and I'm thinking in my mind, in my heart, about this problem that I have, and I'm praying, God, help me with this, and and I remember him saying, you know, you've been waiting for a breakthrough, and it just hasn't happened yet, and tonight is your night. Mm. But I didn't feel anything. I felt peace come over me, but I didn't feel a release or right. like I was having an experience. So I went home and had a beautiful time there that night. And I went home and I went to sleep and I hadn't slept so peacefully in years. Really? And the next morning comes and the second my eyes opened, I had to puke. Mm. And I ran to my bathroom and this green foam just poured out of me into the toilet. And I said, what the heck? I'm thinking I need to go to to the emergency room. (laughs) And all of a sudden, this voice in my heart says, you were set free last night, but this this process wasn't completed yet. And we just needed to get that out of there. And I just felt so good. Right. Another time I have a a genetic condition called Marfan (coughs) syndrome. And it's a connective tissue disorder. They think maybe Abe Lincoln had it. It's a tall okay. people disease, typically. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so I live in absolute horrendous constant pain. I have oh, metal geez. rods in my back. I typically walk with a cane. I had to have far, part of my uh, foot removed last year. Mm. Wow. Just, yeah, it takes, it's horrible. Yeah. So I'm in pain all the time, and depression was coming on me, just real heavy. I just felt this like I'm being tormented by right. this. And my friend is praying for me, I'm a mentor that I trust, and he said, you have a demon of torment that has connected itself to you. Mm. So, really? I don't, you know, and as he prays, all of a sudden, it's like the air is sucked out of me. He put his hand on my back, and I felt this thing rip out of my spine. Now, I wasn't miraculously healed. That does happen sometimes. Right. I did not get that, but what I had restored was my peace. Right. And I'm able to yeah. deal, since then, I've been able to deal with my struggles with a little more serenity. Mm. Maybe I've got a demon, huh, Jay? Yeah, it might what be me. <laughs> it might be you. I gotta go back home. Yeah, this anxiety <laughs> demon is, uh, you know. I, I, it, I don't think that's, uh, I'm not saying you have a demon, but right. like, I've heard about like anxiety demons, depression demons, like. No, I'm, I, I was joking a little bit, but I, I, I'm not yes, as joking as you speak. think, it, you know, is, is thinking, you know, is you, I, I mean, I believe, there, you know, you know, I'm a big believer in, um, in spirituality, uh, no matter what beliefs you have, you know, I mean, I think that there's definitely, you know, this energy that rules everything. You know, I mean, and, 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 you know, I think that some people call it God, some people call it other things. And, um, you know, I, I think that spiritual, spiritual battles are, are very common in, in a lot of people, a lot of people. And, and, you know, there are times where I think the same thing with me. You know, I will tell you a quick story that I don't normally talk about, but I was saved about 25, 25 years ago. And, um, and when what happened was I, I now looking back on it, interestingly enough, uh, and I, I've looked back on this over the last few months more so than ever. But um, I, I, I think that was my first 
realization that I had anxiety, but I didn't even realize it was anxiety. I just didn't feel myself, right? I felt uh, uptight, and a series of events happened early on in my business that were really anxiety-provoking. One in particular happened where our very first building that we ever got, um, it was it was a multi-tenanted building, and a little baby snake got into the next tenant's building. And it was an old lady that literally did, like, silk screening. Okay. And so she uh, calls the news. I remember this. And the, story. and the news literally shows up, and and literally this old lady oh, yeah, is yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, oh, I'm so afraid. Of, <laughs> I'm you know. so scared. And, and so, you know, now I have this big issue. Anyways, and it turned out to be a blessing. It really did because I ended up moving into, you know, that that building was condemned because there was a bunch of problems with it, uh, and and they had to literally pay for my movement to another building that turned out to be a great home for about eight years that I was in that was really amazing for my business. My point is that particular day, I remember now that I know what anxiety is, I know I was having, like, panic attacks, you know, yeah. so on like that. I didn't know at the time. Regardless, my, my mother-in-law is been a, a unbelievable devout christian and and really my spiritual leader for my whole you know ever since i've known her so she literally prayed for me that day and Your she wife's said mother my wife's mother that yep. surprises me yeah and she um she's amazing by the way i love her to death um she is a sweetheart she is a sweetheart yeah you know, she really is i you know mother-in-laws are usually not great mine is great That's true. um so uh i remember being in my living room of my house and her saying, I think that you need to take Jesus Christ as, as your Lord. And and I was just at that point where I was just like, you know what? <laughs> Life is so bad right now. What else could go wrong? You yeah. know, let's let's give it a shot, you know? And and she prayed for me and I'm not even killing, kidding you, uh, Brother Clint, that legitimately I felt a feeling that day that I'd never felt my entire life. I mean Tears poured out of my, my my eyes like I had never cried before, but it wasn't tears of, of pain or tears. It was tears like it was almost like I was being drained of all of that energy, that bad negative energy. My point is, is that for the next year and a half, I was very I went I was church is going to church is great. I think it's great fellowship. But more importantly, it was my walk. In, 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 in Christ over that next year and a half. Absolutely the best year and a half of my life as far as mental. 100%. 100%. Um, now the downside is here we are fast forward 20-something years, and I've struggled with that battle ever since. Um, for some things that happened, and, and every time I've regained some, some more focus on what I should do there, uh, an event has happened that has shaken that foundation. But my point is, is that you almost could say, I mean, it, like you were saying, there was a demon of anxiety with me in that point. And then for the next year and a half, when I just felt so comfortable with the fact that God had my back, you know, that there was nothing mattered. Mm -hmm. Nothing got to me because I was like, ah, what's, you know, it's not, nothing to worry about. I got the big man on my side. Sure. And I've, I, I would love to have that again. I would love to have that again because I'm telling you, that was a beautiful, beautiful feeling to every night go to bed with zero worries, you know, and, um, and I haven't had that since in 20 something years, you know, so it's, it's a tough thing. And, and then now my recent battle is, has been, you know, pretty tough, you know, I mean, it's been a, pr a pretty tough three and a half, four months, um, getting better, but, but it's still battling. I don't know. Do you if find it's been... that the struggle comes more when 
you have a goal that you want to achieve and you're struggling to get there or when you have a new dream or a new no interestingly enough i've i've said this this is an interesting thing that uh, you know, i've been through a lot of therapy in, in the last three months probably more therapy than most people go through in their entire life um and i think that's valuable yeah, I, yeah. i've been to therapy for different things too people yeah. don't ever yeah. you do have a mind as well as a spirit and oh yeah and, and, and i think it's just i take everything to the extreme i literally have like four different therapists <laughs> but, it's it's a bit. A, but uh, uh because they all they all play a different role in this journey. Anyways, point is, is that weirdly enough, the most anxious times of my life have been when I've been the most successful. Huh. So when I, when I've, I, I've been the most successful, I've had the highest anxiety, which is weird, right? No, you know? not at all. Because pain is important mm -hmm. because it gives us a clue that something's going on in our body mm -hmm. and it motivates us to right. find that and fix it. Right. In the same way, anxiety um, is it can happen for a couple of reasons because we are achieving something new and we're, we're or we're working harder than we normally are, that creates a little anxiety, or typically around around success will come anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, there's one preacher who always says a new level means a new devil, yeah. and and yeah. so with success comes more struggle and more anxiety. Yeah, I think it's it's finding the balance that's the tough part, you know, it really is, but it's um it's um but yeah, it's any it's, adversity yeah. could throw yeah. that at you, Brian, though. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, you know, I think what you know, number one, you know, I I, I this this last, you know, period of my life has been pretty good from a, a success standpoint. Um I I always say that I'm literally living the life I've always wanted to live, you know, like all of the dreams that I've had have kind of come to to light, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've got this amazing family. I've got uh, amazing, uh, you know, businesses, multiple businesses that are all doing very well. Um, success online, you know, it's it's like there's there's very little in my life that I would say isn't exactly what I was hoping I would have one day achieved. So that's what's so frustrating when I feel the way I feel mentally. And I don't feel like I should be the happiest guy on the planet right now. So then I you have, it's compounded by guilt because then you feel guilty for feeling yeah. anxious. You're like, yeah, I, I, I feel guilty from the standpoint that I should, yeah, I should, I mean, you know, people, I mean, not, you know, again, I don't care about comments, you know, but every now and then I'll see a comment, you know, when I talk about anxiety where someone's like, you know, people don't, don't even have a job and they're, can't even, they're in their house and here you are complaining, suck it up, you, you know, and, and you're just like, well, thanks. You People without jerk. jobs are making more than me right now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a fair point. That's true. Yeah, it's the best Balling. thing to not have a <laughs> yeah, job right now. Right yeah, now. it's like lay me off, please. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, you know, my point is, is that uh, it, it, it's it's a little bit difficult on that side. But I don't know. You know, I, and I will tell you that I had a little anxiety about tonight. Uh, I did too. I don't know why. I just felt like I was gonna like I I felt like maybe you were gonna come in here. And you're gonna be like, uh oh. No, I wasn't. Problem. I wasn't worried Noah's about possessed. that. I wasn't worried about. <laughs> and then you were gonna have to like do this like special cleansing. Show, and I was like, like, I've got my sage with well, me. <laughs> now it's time for it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's get on the table, Noah. Uh, we're get the scalpel. Get the scalpel. Um, oh wow! No, I, I wasn't worried about that. I was worried about. Uh, I think there was this little bit of me that worried like, 
is there a chance that like this guy that it deals with demons brings a demon with him? You know Ooh. what I mean? Like that's the last thing that I need in my life. So how do you protect yourself and how are we protected? I see it right there. First of all, chest. let me let me say yes. You <laughs> well, are way too trusting. Yeah. Okay, good. I was shocked. Really? That you you just relaxed. Yeah. You're a you're a people loving person. Yeah, I am. You love people. You you don't you like to interact with people. You like to learn new things. Yeah. So this podcast is probably just wonderful. I, I watch it at home to learn about whatever it is you're talking about or just laugh with the guys talking BS. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of bees and a lot of ass for gotta, sure. He's got to pray a lot after Noah's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's well, like, yeah, I pray for salvation. Hair, Mary, Mary. I call him. <laughs> yeah. Is there a demon of profanity? Yeah. 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 Honestly, there is. And his name's Noah. Because, it, like, I edit, like, the clips for the podcast and stuff. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, I, I really do need to tone it down. You should have seen what we, oh, you probably did, where we had the swear jar. I think it was full. Of, it was almost like was you were like, oh, okay, here you go. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even on purpose. Yeah, it, it was just flowing. Yeah, swear just jars are great. Just give that money to charity when you're done. That's it. Uh, uh, so, so, I guess, you know, I think you are too trusting, and yeah. you could bring something in that you don't want. I couldn't believe you gave me your personal cell number. Yeah. By the way, that's 555 Yeah. What's what's Jenny's number? Do you know yeah, that one yeah, time yeah, I got to yeah. digress with this one time? Uh, I, uh, I actually, this is a true story on the whiteboard in our colluperd room. Oh, yeah. I accidentally had Jessica's phone number. I remember this. <laughs> and, I remember and, this and it yeah. was on things. So fortunately, fortunately, she only got like two or three calls because people didn't pick it up and uh, that much. But then I replaced it with that. Oh, no, no. Eight, six, yeah. seven, five, three, oh, nine, and I said, ask for Jenny. No. And I, I wondered how many people actually called the number because. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, so I'm sure somebody did. Anyways, regardless, I, I am a. Uh, I just thought I am very this trusting. is you probably are. one of the most controversial things you could bring onto your show. And I, I put a super chat comment and I got an invitation. I thought. Yeah. I could have been a schizophrenic serial killer. And yeah, that, well, well, it's still possible. And, yeah, it's, it's still possible. possible. Yeah. It's and still early in the was, night. You got, yeah, the moon's you not out yet. ahead of time. And, yeah. Well, I think know. that, you know, I am overly trusting of people. I mean, that is, that's, Lori says that all the time. You know, like, I, I, uh, I, I no matter how many times people do something wrong to me, I, I, I and I, I've said this, I've said that I won't live my life, uh, you know, jaded by the past. I will always continue to give everyone and I agree an with that opportunity. Completely. And uh and and you know, listen, I, I I'm very you know, myself and Noah love horror movies. Yeah. Um we we uh although lately I haven't it's watching been them hard because, because uh, yeah, I like to watch them. And yeah, and I'm like a little bit anxious right now. So. Yeah, it's yeah, just so not a good it just doesn't right feel good to watch something that's yeah, like supposed to give, give you anxiety. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, anxiety, anxiety you know, so. I get it. Yeah, I totally yeah. get it. But there is a part of Christianity that isn't that probably does agree with a lot of other philosophies uh, and mental health uh, is like from the natural health perspective and from the spiritual perspective of probably all world religions would be um, what, you know, are you bringing into your home and yeah. is it contributing to the good of your home or is it going to yeah. cause you more anxiety and stress than you need? So if you're struggling at a particular time, it may not be the time to watch seven 
Yeah, 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 exactly. No, and that's why I've stayed away from those. As a matter of fact, we even just we we even watched uh, uh, the tax collector with Shia LaBeouf the other night. And I'll be honest with you, my anxiety was up after that movie. And and, yeah, it really was just watching that movie. And it wasn't like a it wasn't that good. Yeah, wasn't even that that big a deal. (laughs) But but it's like it could be the it could be the film scoring, the way the shots are placed in the film could all be. When you're an editor, you know you want to make that scene really hit hard. Want to make it. Feel ramp anxious. it up, yeah. yeah. So I just have to be Get a little bit more beating. careful for the time being. But that being said, I mean, I, I I don't know that I disagree with the fact that you know, Noah, you know this. Like, when we were watching a lot of ghost stuff. It, our, things in our house seem to happen a lot more. Yeah, right? I think that it could be one of two things. It could either be suggested, subconscious, suggested. S- subconscious, yeah, uh, where it's just like your brain is just tricking yourselves, or it that you since you are. Watching these movies, you're letting your brain kind of loosen up a little bit. And maybe that is loosening that um, force field, for say, yeah, between you and yeah. the other side. Um, well, because, yeah. consciousness is a mysterious thing. And I think this is why I'm very much in favor with a lot of the research that's going on. I'm a big advocate for medical marijuana. I used to be the interfaith coordinator for the Indiana Cannabis Action Network. Mm. And um, I believe... (laughs) Can we get an amen? uh, I I don't don't do it. I can personally (laughs) testify to the benefits of medical marijuana for pain relief and things of that nature. I'm a recovering pill addict. Mm -hmm. Uh, After I became a pastor and my health continued to deteriorate, course i didn't go get street drugs but no. my doctors was writing me all these prescriptions Same thing, before yeah. i yeah. knew it yeah. i was hooked on synthetic heroin you know that's yeah. what these pills it's are. literally sure. that, yeah. it's literally synthetic heroin that's yeah. what an opioid is yep. it comes yeah. from yep. it's derived poppies. from an, yeah, yeah, the opioid. same the same yeah. thing yeah. 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 yeah so it became a real struggle for me um and when i knew from my bc years how easy it was for me to give up pot when when I began my walk with Christ. I had a headache for two days, and yeah. that was it. And I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I was a daily smoker, heavy right. smoker, and I just loved it. And yeah. it was never a problem for me. Uh, literally, I, you know, I've been a smoker since I was 13. That's wow. the most addictive drug in the world, I think. Like yeah, cigarettes, cigarettes nicotine is like yeah. cocaine oh my god it's yeah. horrible yeah because it tricks you into thinking like oh no i just like smoking dude yeah. like it's like it's yeah, so no. multifaceted it's so it's bad yeah. like i haven't i've actually been a long time without it and Good. i'm proud of myself i just think but you should be hard i guess we're kind of probably chasing a rabbit trail here but i think no, you, should, you brought up the scary movies and okay. i view those in the same way i view dabbling yeah. with the occult yeah if you're open, that, right. whatever is happening in that movie is glorifying evil then i wouldn't want that in my home yeah if it's something like the exorcist where yeah. it's showing the victory of god over yeah. satan oh. i might i might allow that right but i would be careful i've where i have run into my most manifesting encounters with demons is where people were dabbling and stuff they didn't understand right you know white you go into a white person's home and they have a dream catcher there's like come on people yeah yeah just give me a break yeah you know have you spoken with a tribal elder do you even know what that means right it's not only it's cultural appropriation to begin with which is offensive right uh but secondly 
it's dabbling in a religion you don't even know or understand. Right. So that's no, dangerous. Get rid of those dream catchers when we get home. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 we don't. Have, we don't catchers. have. We, well, we don't have but, any dream catchers, and we have Native, Native Americans American in our family. family. Yeah, but uh, but no. we don't have any dream catchers. And we don't even have any dream catchers. That's my stuff. No, we should be doing some dream catchers. We need some more dream catchers. You know, there's a funny joke about that. You're saying you have a little Indian in your family. Yeah, we have. Uh, well, it's it's basically <laughs> little Native American. It's yeah. not in our blood, but we're related to via marriage. I I had this white friend, and she kept telling me she has a, a little Indian in her, and I could say, "You do not. I've known you my whole life." And she says, "I do, but it's only from time to time." And I didn't get Here it. Here goes. Oh. <laughs> her boyfriend was it's Native little, American. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that happens. Yeah. And there goes a uh, Native a, American a, a by minister, injection. A, min, oh. a minister's dirty joke. There you go. <laughs> it's perfect. You, I love you, it. You heard it here first. I, We're the king favorite. of the dad jokes. Yeah, the dad, oh no, you cannot beat me. Trust oh, you me. cannot no, beat Brian. No, you cannot beat me with dad jokes. No, no, no one does that. I remember when I outgrew the dad joke. That was sad. You don't know. I think never do. You asked a question a minute ago. You brought up this whole issue of ghosts and how when you do certain things in the house, yeah. different things happen. Well, okay, that's a, another question. What are ghosts? Are they real? Is it a figment well, of your imagination? So the Christian perspective is, uh, the Apostle Paul said, for me to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Where is that? Um, this Bible I have with me is called a Dake. Uh, study Bible, Finnis Dake was a theologian who believed in the gap theory we talked about at the beginning. Yep. And he, of course, this was many years ago, 50s, he believed, based on the scriptures, that heaven was a planet. Mm, because okay. it, when the Bible talks about heaven, it mentions physical objects like right. thrones, tables, gates, streets gates, of gold, things like this. Yeah. Yep. It even mentions that uh, John writing in the book of the Revelation says, I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from the father. Mm. There's this whole city right. descending. If you think about what would a person in that time writing could only use descriptive language that was, that was within around, their yeah. frame of reference. Right. So when he, he describes a, a, a beast with the face or in the head of a lion and the body of a locust, was he talking about a helicopter? That you know, sounds a little bit more right. You look yeah. at an Apache helicopter, I mean, yeah. that's a vicious looking thing. Fire squirting yeah. out the front of it. This somehow is, suspending no, it's it's aliens. This is where the yeah. ancient alien theorists believe. believe. <laughs> That's so, this where you get this but line. It's not, right a, it's not a far-fetched idea. I, I've always said that that was like my closest tie to like making this all make sense was like, like you said, a city in the sky coming down. All they knew from a city is a grouping of people came yeah. from the sky, came down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I don't. There's, there's a few ways to look at this. Um, are we the only uh, intelligence in this dimension of reality? You know, I study right. from a layman's perspective, obviously, quantum mechanics, and I, I like to watch interviews with mm. different guys that study these things. And evidently Einstein and a lot of these modern guys are embracing yeah. the idea that, that we live in a multiverse. And right, so right. Multiverse, yeah. we talk about it all And the time, there are yeah. different realms of existence yes. mm -hmm. or dimensions yeah. of reality. Yeah. So... Like Dake believed that heaven may be a planet, I believe that most likely we leave. There's the Bible talks about a veil mm -hmm. that separates what we see now and what will be. Mm -hmm. And to me, where that makes most sense is yeah. some sort of interdimensionality. I agree. Right. So I believe most the most likely way to tie scripture yeah. with science would be. That, the, that when we leave this existence, we step into another dimension, 
that is somehow operating on a wavelength that's different. And perhaps, yeah. maybe, there are points of intersection. Yeah, where they bleed through. You yeah. get bleed throughs, or maybe, uh, you know, you see something that under normal circumstances you wouldn't be able to see. Yeah. You know, most alien encounters right. happen at the point when people are trying to fall asleep. Right. Or when they're woken from sleep. Right. What is the commonality there? It's where your conscious mind is sleep falling, weakening. Right. And your subconscious is taking over. Yeah. Most people believe when you talk about experiences with ghosts, spirits, oftentimes it's those encounters. Yeah. Why is it always at night we get afraid of ghosts yeah. and not during the day? Yeah. Some of the worst exorcisms I've ever encountered were in broad daylight. Right. So I think it's, that's uh, from... Our early uh, lineage is like primates and stuff when we're living in. Well, I tell you, in the days when I did LSD, of course, (laughs) I didn't listen to anybody's warnings. Don't look in the mirror. What do I do? The first thing I do is look in the mirror. Don't do that, man. Been there. Horns (laughs) horns are coming out, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheeks are breathing. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's a little advice. Also, one of the most. (laughs) Do it, by the way. Do it. It's worth it. One of the most beautiful experiences (laughs) of my life was on LSD. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. One of the most terrifying and one of the most beautiful. Same. But I think yeah. it's because it plays with a part of the brain where consciousness and subconsciousness yeah. or an alternate consciousness can yeah. be tapped into. This is why I think these current research is so vital. Yeah. I believe in things that are difficult to explain because right. I've experienced them. Right. Yeah. A man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with an argument. Yes. So this is I important like like to remember. That. So if I've experienced... <laughs> Jay's now, like easily an argument guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm an argument guy too. But what I'm saying is once you've experienced something, yeah. it's harder to be talked out of it. Yeah. yeah. I've been talked out of many things. Yeah. I, I listened to some of my sermon tapes that I preached 23 years ago. Mm. I'm humiliated. Right. That I ever said or believed that. I said, that Can we cue up the first snake, snake bites? bites <laughs> snake in. bites TV. Yeah. He, he Humiliation. tried for uh, heresy yeah. and defrocked. Who was that guy? <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, it's the same thing with my YouTube videos. Yeah, They're only like three a, yeah. years ago, but I look back, and whether it be my haircut or something, I'm like, what am I or doing? Fa- or Facebook, yeah. where it shows you a memory from seven years ago, and you're like, I talked like that? Yeah. It's like humans. Other humans hey, heard me. Hey, but that's Jay, a good thing, hit a couple. Let's hit a couple, just because this Lilith thing is interesting. I want to hear So Sharon says, Hello, Brian, and everyone just sending love. Hi, Thank Sharon. How are so you? Much. Sam and Boa Sharon. said, "Can you talk about Lilith and her her importance in the book?" Do you know that's something I would have to look into more. Now, there's different ideas. There is even something called the Book of Lilith, but that yeah. is that is not within the canon of Scripture. Most of what I know about this person or entity called Lilith is based on speculation or right. it's tied to a religion that I don't dabble in. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's what I, I've said the same thing. Like I, I, you know, I'm no, I'm no theologian, but I don't recall <laughs> any scripture I've ever read about Lilith. In, no. yeah, in I only Bible, heard so. about it when I got older. People yeah. would say like Lilith was like the first Eve theoretically, but she didn't want to bow down to the male way. So she was, she actually left the garden of Eden and then she was banished. Well, you know, there's, you know, I guess we could probably get together over the next few years for a whole series of podcasts, or we could talk all night, but you know, you mentioned, we talked about the flaming swords with the angels at the entrance to the garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. Why were they there? If if man was perfect and he could go wherever he wanted then, right. They weren't to keep Adam and Eve in. They yeah, were to keep right. other people out. out yeah. Wait a minute, Adam and Eve were the first people, right? Maybe. 
Right, maybe, yeah. So Cain and Abel have their yeah. fight. What happens? Cain kills Abel. Right. They're both their brothers. Cain kills Abel. God curses Cain, gives him a mark of identification right. on his head, and casts him out of the garden. Right. The Bible says now Cain is going into a city. Yeah, where's that city Where come did that from? city yeah, come yeah, from? City come Where from? did those people come yeah. from? Traditional Christianity said, oh, it must have been Adam and Eve's other kids. Right. And yeah. they had children together. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, they yeah. had children. And in a thousand years, you know, 900 years, you can build a city. Of sure. course you can. Right. But it doesn't give us the idea that there was in people were entering and exiting past yeah. that seal. Yeah. So, again, if people are interested... Study the gap theory. You can find yeah, a ton of stuff about it. Well, I think that the, the thing that I'm liking about your your uh, what you're talking about throughout, not just the exorcism thing, because that's a little bit separate, is that you seem to be what I think religion should be right now. Should be. And I that's, agree. And that's the thing is that you, you embrace science. You embrace the fact that, hey, listen, dinosaurs probably did roam the yeah, earth. You I know? always thought it was um, dumb. You know, the most asinine thing a person can say is the earth is 6,000 years right. old. Thanks. And that's the <laughs> problem. I think that that's, that's what some organized religion is killing themselves yep. on, is the fact that if you, if you just acknowledge that hey maybe before we thought that but we, you know and that's i'll be honest with you again i'm not catholic i was raised catholic Same. but i like the pope because the pope seems to be pretty progressive yeah, he seems to sense, be like yeah. pretty much like all right i believe in science i believe that maybe what we said before was stupid I now agree, let's yeah. uh, you know i'm not saying he's great but i'm just saying he's moving in the right direction as out of, you, yeah, yeah. from a pope standpoint I, I i you know i think he's a rock star as a know. protestant i revile the papacy yeah sure i'm sure the, yeah the papacy is well it's everything uh, that should be against you the know vicar of christ which yeah. means the earthly embodiment of yeah. christ well, yeah. it's worshiping a yeah. false Problem, well, like right? I said, like, I was raised Catholic. In, I am definitely not, I, I, you know, as as someone that was saved, uh, yeah, c Catholicism is why I hated religion. Sure. I hate to say, and I don't mean to insult any Catholics. No, 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 I don't no, mean no. to We're insult just, any Catholics. Yeah. I'm just saying that I was I was an altar boy. I got confirmed. I went to catechism. Got molested. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> ironically <laughs> enough, ironically enough, I did not get molested, but my brother. Sorry, Lord. I, Whoa. My, hey, it's my, worth it. That's a good I, one. I, He'd my appreciate it. My brother did, but but that's a whole nother. By the same per, same altar oh. boy. So it was a flip same, of the coin. The same, yeah. the same guy that I was, he was my altar master or whatever the heck they call it. I don't yeah. know what they yeah, call the it. Altar the master. same guy. That guy went to jail for molestation and sure. he did molest my brother. So Ooh. I went to the same, the same guy. His name was Tony. I was <laughs> in with that guy all the time. Thankfully, I, he must. And as a matter of fact, that's probably why I'm mentally, I don't have a lot of confidence. This poor guy hated me so <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, he you're like, molest wait, me. he would have molested yeah. my brother <laughs> over me? Yeah, like, why? Come on. I'm a good looking guy. Come on. <laughs> Look at his ponytail. Well, you know, the Catholicism as an institution is not evil. Right. Some and I don't have any problem against my Catholic brothers and sisters. It's just the office of the papacy. Yeah. That Protestants the organization left. Yeah. We left yeah. because we did not believe that there was one man on earth yeah. who could, it's in his official yeah. capacity, be flawless. Yeah. Well, I yeah, it's crazy. And I went to the Vatican last year, and that place is crazy. Oh, the library it's, there? I would oh, uh, give oh. me the key in, in yeah, uh, crazy. six months, and I would never leave. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a that I mean, you know, the the, the uh, St. Paul's uh, Cathedral, Cathedral, unbelievable. St. Peter's Basilica. Yeah, but St. Peter's Basilica. Of course, I, I might have taken some video of the ceiling. The ceiling. Yeah, what, what is it? The what is the ceiling? Dude, where were you? Oh, well, um, oh, the um, uh, 
Sistine Chapel? Sistine Chapel, exactly. Mm. Which I used to think was the 16th chapel, but obviously but I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, it's a Sistine Chapel. Um, and God doesn't have holes in him either. He's holy. Yeah, darn it. But I, uh, but I did cool take a video there. Churches in uh, Scotland and Ireland. Oh, you, I bet, England. dude. There's probably some wild um, ones over there. But yeah, I obviously haven't been to Italy. Well, so. yeah. you know, speaking about all these extra... Uh, manifestation different manifestations of christianity if you look at the council of nicaea and these early gatherings of christianity as a worldwide movement to say how do we unify what we believe how yeah. do we unify a distinct message that we all hold together because now by this time it's 325 a.d roughly right. a lot of time has gone by so there's distinctions and disagreements yeah there was an organic church operating in the book of acts in the new testament from the time of the life of jesus through the life of the apostles mm -hmm. that organic church operated for several hundred years before the orthodox church was formed okay which eventually split in around a thousand a.d at the great schism there was a massive split between east and west west became right. roman catholic east was now what we consider greek or russian orthodox yeah. But the truest, most historic, organized religion is Eastern Orthodoxy. Oh, okay. Catholicism came technically out of that. Yeah. They would tell you a different story, but if you read the history of the Great Schism, yeah, it, history is there. Yeah. Uh, My uncle is actually a Greek Orthodox yeah. minister. But I don't, uh, what I say is, if I can find the most organic <laughs> and authentic form of anything, that's what I want. And sure. for me authenticity was the way the, it was the practiced yeah. for those first several hundred years, which yeah. was if they didn't even have church buildings, they met in their homes and in yeah. their, in their gardens and they yeah. worshiped together and sang yeah. together. Yeah. So it was a beautiful personal thing yeah. that was meaningful in people's lives without the need for an overarching political hierarchy. Yeah. And yeah, well, again, it's, it's like you said earlier, you know, did he, did you say it something? Somebody said that, like, uh, yeah, I think you said, it. I'm like, all confused somebody now. Hears it's it. some about like, you know, I, I, it's, 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 uh, you know, I, I don't mind Christian or Christianity. I don't like Christians. Or did you say that? Yeah. yeah. That Mahatma said? Gandhi said yeah, that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Mahatma, you're Christ, yeah, yeah. You're, it's your Christ. I love your Christians are what I have a problem with. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that that is, is, is oftentimes the case with a lot of things. Not all, obviously, you know, but I think that that's what turns off a lot of people to the, the word and, and the message. And uh, But it's so, is there any, like, I mean, you know, to, to avoid demons, because um, I feel like I've got a little, a much different, perspective of demons after this do you feel the same noah i mean because um, i really didn't know about i mean I, i've yeah. learned a lot tonight yeah i thought um, it was awesome and and so is there They're just perverse spirits result of a polluted union that was never supposed to happen yeah. and they need a host yeah. they were designed to be as right. we are part spiritual and part physical and so how do we protect ourselves as a, as the the With layman the guy Spirit. around, yeah, yeah it's just is it just Christ literally baby? like yeah, is that, yeah, I mean, that is that we fill our emptiness with? So if your emptiness is full, there's well, no I room. The, or the, the for the Christian answer, the main the main focus is to to look at Scripture and see if you can personally accept the message of Jesus Christ. Right. The Gospels would be Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. 
you're just starting out and you want to just get some of the basics, the best place to, to hear the message of Jesus, probably the gospel of John mm. start there. It starts out in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Jesus, it's telling, right. telling this backstory. Jesus is the living word of God. And then it starts with his birth, right? His, his childhood, his adulthood and ministry and what he did and all some of the things he said and clear up to his death and resurrection. So and we if are, you we, can have yeah. faith in him, then th- the Christian answer yeah. to your question is if you read that and it inspires faith, pray that you and would receive Christ so and be filled with the Holy Spirit. That feeling of faith is basically is another way to put the feeling of faith as I believe this story is true. Yes. Faith means the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That's what the book of Hebrews says. Mm, so faith is a substance inside you based on hope. Mm. And it's an evidence that you find evidence as to the existence of things you have not seen. Okay. Right. Interesting. So how does this all end? You know, um, zombie apocalypse. Yeah, zombie there apocalypse. There we go, dude. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, that, that is one of the things that's it's a little bit, even like the church that I went to for many years, um, it, it's a little depressing when you hear your pastor being like, we are in the end days. Yeah. You know, I mean, what does that mean? I mean, does that, does the end days the rapture, mean that? The, yeah, the rapture, but well, I mean, are we, the most you know, overstated verse or section of verses yep. in the Bible. So right. the Bible says that the last days began when Jesus came to earth. Okay, so when, we're in the, the last when days. The gospel, yeah, we've been there. But forever. Yes. You know, but got in, got from there. When Jesus came and made it possible for mankind to be saved, that's the birth of the church. Mm-hmm. The church's whole purpose is to get mankind ready for the return of the Lord. Right. And it's said 2,000 years ago, in the time of Jesus, that the time is nigh, the end is nigh. So the answer, the short answer is yes, we're in the last days. But, but it could be you're speaking about days since the dawn of creation or yeah. days even even just since the six to seven thousand years ago when some of the stories in the scriptures began. So, and yeah, that, that's we the are other, the end days, but no, the Bible says no man knows the day right. or Plus, the hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can have some basic ideas yeah. based on maybe what season it might be. And that's what people say. Well, we can't know the day or the hour, but we can know the season. The Bible says there'll be there in that day there will be wars and rumor rumors of wars. There's only been something like 22 or 25 years in the last 2,000 years since Christ that there was not war somewhere on right. earth. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so hard to pin down. There'll be an increase yeah. in earthquakes in diverse places. That is happening. They say maybe yeah. fracking is increasing that, but it's yeah. it's a minuscule increase. But there is strange weather patterns happening. Yeah, very strange. Yeah. So. Yeah, there yeah, are you could, some you could things see to people, look for. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, right? I think that sometimes fear mongering doesn't help it. But you know, I mean, who knows? I mean, if if it if we're there, we're there. There's not. It's not like we're going to stop it. Yeah, it's know? not like yeah. it matters. Yeah. And one thing that's a fact for every living person, no matter race or what, is that we're all going to die. So <laughs> that is true. Well, get no, comfortable it's with really well, true. but we'll live on forever, right? Yeah. Probably the most controversial <laughs> right. teaching of Christianity compared to other worldviews is. You hear this theory from modern, say, secular humanism, modern thought uh, that humankind is basically good, but we have a potential for evil. Yeah. Christianity is the opposite. We believe humanity is basically 
sinful. Right. But we have the potential for, for great good. Ah, interesting. Now, ask yourself, is it easier to be bad or to be moral and upright? Bad, in my oh, opinion. Yeah, bad, yeah, bad, bad so, always. Yeah, but it's easier to not hold the door yeah. than yeah. it is to hold the door for somebody. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If I don't think I have somebody to answer to, I'm yeah. going back to using every day and sleeping yeah. around. That was yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. You see yeah, what I mean? Yeah. No, I so no, it's if, totally good. So it's easier by nature for us to be evil than good. Sure. And all you have to do to test that theory is to subject humanity to a little bit of pressure, i.e. quarantine. Yeah. Oh, my God. Or yeah. maybe yeah. a horrible thing that happens with a pr- yeah. a, an innocent man being murdered yeah. Yeah. by police officers. Yeah. We're subjected yeah. to adversity and pain. Yeah. And our response, by and large, with a few beautiful exceptions where it's peaceful and loving and constructive, yeah. But what is happening more often? Riots, looting, devastation. Yeah. Now, I don't want to yeah. just pinpoint that, but at any point in human history, yeah, we, put us we under pressure. To, yeah, we go to we the go bad. We go back yeah, to yeah. swinging from trees yeah. and throwing poop. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, there, I, there's more people on this planet that have been killed in the, the name of uh, religion than anything else on yeah. the planet. You know, I mean, sure. it's just the way it is. I mean, it, we... we That's uh, just the way it is. No, it's, 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 it's just, yeah, I mean, it's... um. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know... Well, religion is not preached anywhere in Scripture. Right. Jesus uh, teaches, and, and the apostles say, true religion and undefiled before God the Father is to visit the fatherless and the widows in their iniquity. Mm. So, so what explain that you, in layman's So term, what are yeah. you commanded to yeah. do as part of your religious practice? Know the Word of God and fill your heart and life with it. Mm-hmm. And visit those less fortunate from you and try to be a blessing to them. Nice. Fatherless, widows. Um, the Christian understanding is there shouldn't be a need for social security. The, right. In the old days, those things didn't exist. Right. So all orphanages were church orphanages. Hospitals yeah. were church hospitals. Right. They were archaic and misguided, but it was all there was. Right. We, we saw that it, we were supposed to be doing this, so we tried. Right. I don't think we got it right. Some things were horrific, like um, what we did with Native American schools and things sure. in the last century. That's huge embarrassment. There's uh, thankfully official apologies for and everything, but we tried. We saw there was a need. Yeah. We tried to fill it. So that we were trying to fulfill this obligation. Right. Jesus made it very clear. He said, as much as you do to the least of these, my brethren, yeah. you've done it and unto me. So we keep that in mind, how we treat the homeless, how we treat the sick, yeah. how we treat the imprisoned. Um, if, from my perspective, as someone who has read the scriptures, anybody who has read these things should be the largest social justice warriors on earth. Right. I don't get into identity politics, but we should be wanting humanity to be treated fairly. Yeah. We should want everyone to have equal chance and opportunity sure nothing is ever fully equal if you're not willing to work and sacrifice you don't deserve right prosperity right because you have if you have the ability to achieve it and you choose not to use it Mm -hmm. but it's that equal this this idea of access these are christian principles you know in 1400 and something or other martin luther is alive on earth he he writes these 95 theses problems he saw within his religion Mm -hmm. 
after he read scripture for himself. They were not right. allowed to do that. Right. He did it when he was studying to become a priest. Right. And for the first time, he saw for himself how many places in scripture were being ignored or overtly violated right. by organized religion. Nobody would listen to him. They threatened to call him a heretic and bring him up on trial and be punished if he wouldn't shut up. Right. But he said, I have read the word of God, and here I stand. I can do nothing else. So he wrote out 95 problems he found. He nailed them to the wall, the door of the church in Württemberg, and they tried to kill him for it. Mm. Yeah. Rather than say, let's hear him out and see what we can do. Well, yeah. They tried to kill him for it. Mm -hmm. He said, I would live for the day. He was driving on a cart going down a country road, and he turns to a theologian beside him, and he sees a man out plowing a field. And he said, it is my deepest dream that the man pu pushing the plow will be as knowledgeable as the priest in the altar. Mm. And that's why, where did literacy come from? It didn't come through the Department of Education. What is the single greatest event in world history that changed literacy? It was the Protestant Reformation. Sunday school is where the people who had no organized schools mm -hmm. learned to read. Learned why? To so they could read the word of God yeah. for themselves. And, and, uh, so the whole idea of Sunday school originally was not to teach scripture. Right. It was to teach Just you to how, to how to read. read so you could so read, you you could could read, read scripture. scripture. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, my Sunday school was a lot different than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, with nuns like it. And it was with nuns and rulers uh, <laughs> that smacked you if you did something. It, it got out of hand. It got out. Yeah, yeah, it got out of hand. But the idea was good. Well, you asked me earlier. I think yeah. this would be a final thought for myself. Yeah, please. On the idea of spiritual warfare. Yes. You know, the whole relationship with God mm -hmm. is an act of faith, but it's also an act of war. Mm -hmm. You belong to Satan spiritually you know you're anything that lives on this earth that says right. he's the god of this realm but now you've come to faith in god or you want to you want to learn these mm -hmm. things you want to do what's right ephesians chapter 6 starting in verse 10 it says finally my brethren be strong in the lord and the power of his might what does that mean it says put on the whole armor of god that you be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So take up the whole armor of God so you can stand against evil in the evil day and having done all to stand. So what are these things? And it goes on to list the breastplate of righteousness. Mm -hmm. You know, the sh your feet covered or shod with the preparation of the gospel, the shield of faith, which you can uh, protect yourself from the darts of the evil one and the helmet of salvation. So scripture is using the idea of, you know, a knight's armor. Yeah. Imagery. But it's each piece represents a virtue mm -hmm. that helps you to stand against evil. Yeah. And the whole purpose that Jesus came and said was to destroy the works of Satan. Right. And that is the battle doing what? Christians do. I do everything. I do ministry. I preach. I teach. I, I bury and marry. But one aspect of my ministry has always been to not be afraid to delve into this controversial area. Yeah, and the area, like you said, that seems to be missing from most of the... A missing area. I think it's important, area. too, because in my experience, I've experienced where I ask questions, and they truly don't give me an answer. They say they'll 
just give you the ring around and right. they'll tr- tr- like pull a U-turn you know? politics, and avoid yeah, yeah. it and avoid the question. Yeah, if just the honesty is there, um, it just makes it more genuine. Like said, yeah, it makes yeah. you feel more, you know. In the last few years, there's been some new research, and this is why I think it's really important to learn more about quantum mechanics, these theories about multiple dimensions. Let's let's research that and see if we can find an intersection between some spiritual teaching and some science. That would be cool to Please be really good. Um, Yeah, I think it would. I've been saying that for years. Natural (laughs) substances on Earth, if you believe there is a God, then he would have given us these things that can help us more than synthetic things can. Right yeah. now, there's research into psilocybin mushrooms having yeah. really ef- great effects for people with PTSD and yeah. bipolar, depression. Yeah, the biggest, doses, yeah. The biggest thing right now is with end-of-life anxiety. People who are dying, and they know it. Oh, yeah. And they're suffering so bad with this question of yeah, what's how next? do yeah. I release? How yeah. do I shake off this mortal coil and accept that this is normal and it's part of... Human, yeah. the human story and human existence one experience with mm-hmm. psilocybin one full-blown trip in 90 some percent of the cases is bringing complete peace. lasting lasting peace and acceptance of their fate with no more fear wow that, that happened to me when i was 17 with same psilocybin <laughs> <laughs> all right so, <laughs> so i'm not preaching that people go out and do these no, things of course no. not. i'm preaching that we come to a point where we can look further into where are these things that god has given us how are they supposed to be helping us and what yeah. more can we learn yeah. about the intersectionality of science and faith and one it's of the things more. we still don't we can't explain from a scientific perspective is exorcism but we're seeing professionals, uh, some in the psychiatric community, that have faced patients that they've just never been able to put an accurate diagnosis or help onto. Yeah. But the word demonic possession describes oh, yeah. it. It would, from my perspective. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, I've never helped someone that I thought was having a mental illness until they were evaluated by a doctor. I don't. Yeah. I'm not a doctor, so yeah, yeah. if it's manifesting True. itself in a way that looks like mental illness, when you get an ordination and, and you go to Bible college, you're trained in basic psychology to understand warning signs of different sure. mental illnesses, and mm-hmm. it would be unethical yeah. to try to help them with something fringe and controversial mm-hmm. unless they also looked right. into the medical side of things, too. Yeah, right. And sense. also, I don't violate someone's conscience, right. so someone seeks me it's a beautiful thing we can help you right so i guess uh, if anyone has questions i'm on facebook you can look me up yeah yeah we'll definitely put up yeah well yeah Yeah. what is it so that and we'll put a link in the description as well but tell tell us my ministry is blood bought ministries i think i have a group page on facebook i seldom update it because i use my personal page for all of that and i always put a subline on there blood bought ministries Mm -hmm. but just clinton Newsbomber on Facebook, N U S B A U M E R. So we'll make sure to do that. And uh, listen, I, this has been enlightening. Yeah. It's been amazing. Been I think we've uh, we've uh, saw some pretty good. You know, learned. I've learned a lot tonight. Yeah, me too. And I appreciate you coming this way. Uh, th- this is awesome. So, and thank you for being the first uh, person on our Been Wondering yeah. podcast because exactly. uh, we have a lot of things we're wondering about. And this was uh, we covered a lot of things we were wondering about. We covered some ghost stuff. We got I know stuff, alien to- stuff. We're going to have to, like, kind of collect ourselves, 
Get some more questions and then have you back. Yeah, we'd yeah, love to have I you back. That. I think that would be fan- fantastic. Yeah. And in the meantime, uh, I appreciate you so much and keep up the good work. Seriously, it uh, it means the world to me. You're you're a great steward to your profession. I agree. I can, I can honestly tell you that. So, uh, so in the meantime, uh, thank you guys for tuning in today, and uh, we will see you guys on Wednesday, right? So yeah, uh, we're checking in. Yeah, we're, yeah, checking, we're checking in. in. And uh, for now, we're gonna uh, check out. Brother Clinton is gonna. Go upstairs and, and we're going to see some reptiles. Woo! <laughs> All right, guys, you have a great night. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Love you guys, bye. Take care. That was awesome, dude. That was really good, man. Seriously, that was fantastic. Yeah, that was great, man. That was.